Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Friday, February 14th, 2020. Today is mostly a baseball episode for you baseball fans out there. Celebrate. Gotta love it. We're going through all 30 teams expected overs and unders for their win total. We're going to be picking every team. We think they're going to go over or under, and then we're going to have 10 locks. We're competing. 10 locks for each person. Whoever has a better record at the end of the year, I don't know. Maybe this is how we switch Angels, Dodgers. Oh, gosh. Profile picture jerseys. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's not all baseball, though. We're also going to talk a little bit about the XFL. XFL had its first week of action last weekend. Pretty electric, if you ask me. Great time. And also, we both saw the new DCEU movie, Birds of Prey. The beautiful something, something of Harley Quinn. Way too long of a fucking title. And we're going to give our movie scale rating for that. So stick around for that if you're interested in that. Spoiler review also. Yes. Be aware. Get into the show. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Real quick, Tyler, before we get into the over and unders, how are you feeling as an Angels fan to be the one team that gets fleeced out of the Mookie Betts updated trade? We didn't get fleeced out of anything. Our owner's dipshit (laughs) and got impatient, and his ego got the best of him, and the trade was so heavily favored towards us, it's insane. And he was like, no, I don't want to be better. Yeah, so, so he said, we, we're getting a guy who was an all-star pitcher the last three years? 
Okay, yeah, no, we'll back out of that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, there was uh, talks about the Mookie Best trade, whether or not it would happen. Tyler was worried it wouldn't happen. I was optimistic it would happen, and both of us were correct. It happened, uh, you know, and but it also didn't happen for you. Um, Maybe it was me. Maybe it was my mentality that caused it. <laughs> the updated trade, the Dodgers are sending another prospect, Jeter Downs, alongside Alex Verdugo and catching prospect Connor Wong to the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox are sending Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. They're also paying half of Price's contract, which is huge. So we're only paying him 16 mil a season, which David Price looks a lot better when you're only paying him 16 mil a season. Absolutely. And we also, um, instead of the Red Sox getting Gratterall, Brustar Gratterall from the Minnesota Twins, the Twins decided to send him to us for Kenta Maeda. We sent Kenta Maeda $10 million in cash, and in return we got top 100 prospect in Gratterall, the 87th pick in next year's draft, which I didn't even know you could trade draft picks in the MLB. That was news to me. <laughs> And um, we got another prospect named Luke Rowley, who hit like 295 in AAA last year. Who's whatever, but Gratterall on the pick is what I'm excited about. Absolutely. Dude's filthy. Even if he is just a reliever, he's going to be a lights-out reliever. He could be our fu- the future of the closer position. Kenley's on his way out. You know, I, I we've talked about that before. I was worried about what we would do. and He could be a great replacement for Kenley. Uh, we were talking about this before. Uh, he's like in the top 1% and 2% of like velocity spin rate, and I think it was vertical movement or something, so... Which, I mean, I guess if he's having health issues, throwing 100 miles an hour and being absolutely filthy probably isn't best for someone's arm. <laughs> but if he can stay healthy, I think he could be fucking elite. See, but that's the thing. I don't even think it was health issues because I think they did the physical. Because what I read is the Red Sox thought he was a starter because he was originally a starter. Mm-hmm. But then he had, like, Tommy John, so he started coming out of the bullpen and he was, like, projected to just be a reliever. But the Red Sox still thought he was a starter, so then they went through their physical and they're like, wait, this guy's not, like, starting material. We don't want to trade Mookie Betts for a reliever. And, hey, I'm okay with it. Yeah, fuck it. I think, he had Tom- I think he missed this year with Tommy John surgery. But as we've seen time and time again, Tommy John isn't what it used to be. Oh, yeah. No, I... Honestly, I think he's going to be lights out for you guys. Looks great. I'm I'm excited. So we traded Kenta Maeda. Oh, no, he pitched this year. So I don't know if he had Tommy John before. He only had nine innings. But So we traded Kenta Maeda, Jeter Downs, who was a top 100 prospect. I think he was ranked like 82nd or something, who we got in the Yasiel Puig trade. He was not ranked in the top 100 when we traded for him. So that was already a come up. Our fourth best catching prospect in Connor Wong. And in return, we got Mookie Betts. Discounted David Price and another t- uh, higher top 100 prospect in return. You also sent Verdugo. Oh, and Verdugo. I forgot about Verdugo. Yeah, he he is valuable, but you know what? I'm okay with losing him for for Mookie Betts. Absolutely, and sounds like a fine trade for the Dodgers. As of right now, we still have Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling. Who you guys can have Jock. I'll still trade Jock to the Angels. I don't make these decisions, but I will. I want to keep on to my boy Strip. You had him for a second. You were like, Oof. I want him back. <laughs> I mean, I had the fucking Stripling Angels jersey in the cart ready to go. <laughs> I just ripped it away from me. At least you didn't pre-order it. <laughs> did like a custom jersey and did Stripling 68. or That would have sucked. But uh, we'll see if they uh, trade him or not. It's definitely going to be an awkward situation. But we had this conversation before. I think it all depends on how Ross Stripling looks at it. And yeah, I think Jock is definitely still being shopped. I think Stripling was just thrown in the trade. Because the Angels knew that the Dodgers were trying to free up money, so the Angels leveraged that to get a pitcher. They could easily trade Jock without Stripling involved. Oh, for sure. Get a decent little return for it. Yeah. Did you see Stripling tweeted a gif of him fist pumping? Did Did he really? It was a Ken Rosenthal tweeted, you know, Angels-Dodgers deal expected to be off. He quote tweeted it with a gif of him like fist pumping. How does it make you feel as an Angels fan, first and foremost? I think he just wants to stay where where he's comfortable. He doesn't Uh, know what he was going to. Quickly deleted, though. (laughs) 
very quickly deleted. <laughs> so hopefully we can uh, maybe get him on the show, talk to him about what went down, if he's gracious enough to talk to us about it. But yeah. definitely it was a crazy couple of days for him, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, the Mookie Betts trade got better. And I, I, I'm just, you know, I love to see it. You know, when big players switch teams like this, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely affects their projected wins. It does, which I don't know if it updated the Dodgers' projected wins, but it's all right because it's not official official yet, but we'll see. Yeah. Either way, it's pretty high. Um, We're going off Action Network. The a- ActionNetwork.com giving us the yeah the win, loss, over and under. We're picking all 30 teams, uh, but as we go through all 30, we're going to talk about each team, what, you know, what we think is going to happen, and then as we go along, we're going to shout out our locks. We each have 10 of them. And then we'll review our 10 locks at the end. Yep. To see what we have going head to head. Yep. We could have the same. We didn't discuss, so we could have the exact that's same fine. picks. That's fine. I'm just saying. We won't, but that's fine. We might. All right, Ty. We'll go in alphabetical order, starting with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are um over over under is eighty three point five. So I guess we could talk about what the Diamondbacks did this offseason before anything. Uh biggest is Madbum. Signed Madbum. They did trade for Starlin Marte. Um I don't think they really lost anyone. Yeah, for me, oh, I mean, going off last year, too, they had... Cattell Marte was a huge breakout. 85 wins. 85 and 77 last year, yes. They added Mad Bum. Mm-hmm. Added, who was the other one? Starlin Marte. And their win-loss went down two from last year, 83 and a half, one and a half. Yeah. For me, this is an easy over. Yeah, I hate to see it, say it, but I agree, Ty. I think they'll be high 80s. Um, you add Mad Bum, which I don't think he's as good as he was valued. But yeah, um, he's essentially replacing Granky too. Yeah, but so, so I'm, I mean, that in itself isn't like a huge upgrade. But oh, they also got a uh, Cole Calhoun. How about that? Oh yeah, I knew that. Didn't Great defender. That. He's a Dodger killer, dude. Yeah, that is gonna he, help him. He might make the All Stars <laughs> this year just being in the NL West, <laughs> just playing the Dodgers. <laughs> he's gonna bat six hundred against you guys and just be fucking he's, lights out. He's a, that's pro- honestly. I, the Diamondbacks, I know how they function. That was probably like 85% of the reason they signed him. Like, <laughs> this guy crushes the Dodgers. There's a good chance of that. But, yeah, for me, this one's an easy over. I don't know about high 80s. Um, I just think the National League is going to be very, very competitive this year. But I definitely have the over as well. I could see them being... You said the American League was going to be very competitive talking about this before. You think it's just a competitive season? I think... I, I really do. I, that's why I love baseball. It's, it's like anyone, any of the playoff teams can win the World Series... And it's just anything can happen at any given time. But I think uh, the Diamondbacks, I think they're going to be right around what they did last year. 85-ish? I think, yeah. I think uh, probably maybe a little better. Maybe I'll give them like an 87. And what would that be, 75? And I think they will miss out on the playoffs, though, just because I think the two wild card seeds are going to have better records than that. Yeah, I don't think they're a playoff team, but I agree with that. About 87-ish wins. Um, I guess it is high 80s. I said not high 80s, but all right. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Atlanta Braves. They're currently sitting at 90, 90 and a half. 90 and a half. They were 97 game winners last year. They lost Josh Donaldson, replaced big, him. Big time loss. With Marcelo Zuna. Not the same position, but. Another big bat in the lineup. Um, and you could even say, you know, Donaldson maybe will trend down in the next few years and Ozuna might start trending up. Wow, Marcelo Zuna's beard is ugly. Um, <laughs> so it might end up, you know, Marcelo Zuna very well could have a better year this year than Josh Donaldson has this year. Uh, yeah, easily. Marcelo Zunia is a noted 
Sports Center, not top ten outfielder though. <laughs> that was, yeah, he had a couple of terrible highlights from last year. The one against us was great. That was like all time, <laughs> all time, not top ten. They also added a uh, Travis Darno, who had like a surprisingly decent season last year. He rakes against lefties. Yeah. Um, who else did they? They Soroka's probably going to get better. He's young. Max Fried is young. He'll only get better. They added Cole Hamels, a little veteran arm to the to the staff. Felix Hernandez competing for a roster spot. You never know. Hey, good veteran guy to have. Uh, they also added a reliever, Will Smith, one of the best closers in baseball last year, one of the best left-handed relievers. They're looking pretty good. For me, the loss of Donaldson does not you know, take away seven wins. Especially with everything else they did. Yeah, I think they easily filled in for that loss. I think they got better all around. It was easy over 90 and a half. I got the over too, Ty. I don't think I have it. I got the over, and I have it as a lock. Mm. My first lock of of the the podcast. I almost said the video. Now I will say, originally I had them at under, and then I started. I had them under lock just real quick, <laughs> and I started looking. I was like, I am completely wrong on this. <laughs> so I switched it real quick. Not one of my locks on either way, but I will say over ninety and a half. Yeah, I think. I think. As we'll see with the rest of my picks, I think the National League East in particular is going to be really competitive. I think that's what's going to lead to the competitive wild card scene. Um, so I think they might lose a little bit more games, but I definitely don't think they. I definitely think they at least win ninety one. I say, I say there may be two games worse this year, and that's just a product of maybe a more competitive division, teams around them getting better. Nothing but, about them getting too much worse. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's. Going into the last series of the year, they're already like over the over, and I'm just like, look, one one and zero so far. Yeah, over over ninety and a half lock. Uh, next team, Baltimore Orioles. Jeez, we don't have to talk about them for that long. Fifty six and a half. They were fifty four winners last year. They lost Jonathan Villar just because they didn't want to pay him apparently, um, and they traded Dylan Bundy. Huge arm, huge arm. Yeah, this one I think they go into full tank mode. <laughs> Aren't they already? <laughs> I'm talking thirty win team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do under i don't even yeah just because i don't care and i think bad teams stay bad unless they try and get good i don't there's nothing about this team that's exciting i don't think they have a great farm system i don't know anyone for them coming up that might just be me not knowing but i, I mean shit the guy we traded uh for manny machado i said it last week like he's not even in the top 100 anymore they traded a freaking young good third baseman granted it was only half a season but man I don't let's see. So they have a catching prospect who's the sixth best in baseball, sixth best overall, not sixth best catching. Right behind Joe Adele. He's the top catching prospect. Okay. But his ETA fun. is not until twenty twenty one. And catchers, I mean, he could be a good catching prospect. Catchers usually don't pan out as huge offensive yeah. producers. You know who's the number two prospect on MLB Pipeline? Who? Gavin Lux. Ooh. Joe Adele's fifth. Should be a stud. Um, Joe Adele was hurt part of last year too, so I'm sure that's Yeah, I saw him one of his first games back in single a before they moved him back up he struck out three times Some, <laughs> I, sometimes I, you got tough days <laughs> i was just watching i was like i knew he's good but i was just like damn this is a guy tyler's looking forward to <laughs> and i know you've been saying he's not making his like he's not ready for the show this year there was a tweet and it was like which one of these young stars well, now that jock peterson <laughs> which one of these young stars will have the biggest impact on their team gavin lux and joe Dell were two of the four options i think i think he'll come up this year but i think it's late in the season i read that's i just i don't think chris godwin is going to be our well, without jock right it might be forced someone might get hurt and joe adele might be up in may or something you know i think he starts Maybe he has the a good spring i really Maybe. think he starts the season with this if he has an electric spring i wouldn't rule it out now i think with jock though he wouldn't have made it um 
The Orioles also have 44th prospect Grayson Rodriguez, right-handed pitcher. ETA is 2022, so that's no time soon. All of this is telling me they have nothing to help them this year. Um, They also have – I think that might be it. Oh, they also have left-handed prospect, 60th, DL Hall. They have 64th, first baseman. So they have some prospects to look forward to, but I don't think anyone's close. So, yeah, I'm also taking the under. All right, I like it. Next one up. What was the over-under again? (laughs) I don't even remember. 56 and a half. Oh, yeah, they're not getting better. Uh, Boston Red Sox, just, notably, just got rid of a franchise player. Just traded Mookie Betts. They're sitting at eighty-five and a half, and they won eighty-four with Mookie last year. But hey, they gained Alex Verdugo. They did gain Alex Verdugo. They signed uh, Jose Peraza. They lost David Price. Uh, JD Martinez is probably just going to keep getting worse. He's not bad. I don't want. I'm not saying he's like a bad hitter, but I know he did have. A worse last season than years before. Very unlikely he gets significantly better. Yeah, let's see. He hit. He still hit three hundred four with thirty six home runs, but I think he did have. Maybe he didn't have worse year. I don't know. He's not going to get better than he is. Chris Sale. Who knows with Chris Sale, man? He was your Cy Young pick. He was so up and down. <laughs> um, right now on their depth chart, they only have five starters, and that's with Price still on the depth chart because it's not official official yet. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Their team's not good. I tell you what they do, Jay. They lose. They're a lock for under 55 and a half. I have them as a lock as well for under 55 and a half. Told you we were going to have some of the same ones. This is like a 77 win team. I still think they'll win. Just They'll stay competitive just because it's the Red Sox. I don't think they completely be terrible. There's something about big market teams. Like the Orioles, when they try to be terrible, they're terrible. But like big yeah. market teams, they always somehow aren't terrible, terrible. We'll get to it. I don't think they're competitive. In this division, I don't think they're competitive. Oh, yeah. They'll come. They'll probably maybe come third place. We'll see. I think like 77, 75 to 77 wins. I think they're fourth place. Just because I like Bogarts and Devers. Yeah, they're good young players still, but I think they just lost a key piece of their rotation and a franchise player. And they replaced them with Rudugo, who is nowhere near Mookie Betts' level. Yeah. He's pretty solid. But he's, he's not good. Mookie Betts' level. He's not Mookie Betts. There's a lock for me. I wanted to look at something real quick before we continue. How many more years under contract does Verdugo have? I mean, he just got called up, didn't he? But Well, see, I don't know the rules because he played the two years previous, but it was only for like a handful of games. So it goes off of like MLB. So he has four yeah, years. Four years. No, five years counting this year. Okay, so yeah, he's under control for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, under. That's a lock for me. All right. They're not even winning 80 games. It could have been 80.5, and I would have... 79.5, and I probably would have and picked under. Again, this might not be updated with the trade. Oh, well, this is when we're doing but it. But, yeah, this is what we're taking it, and I think it's easily, easily an under. Next one up, Jay. Chicago Cubs also sitting at 85.5. Uh, last year... I got another lock here. Last year, they won 84, and Jason... 78. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I also have a lock here. All right. I think we both are the same here. I'm taking the under. Oh, I got the over. All right. Well, you got the over. Let's talk about it. So far, they haven't done anything. Okay. Chris Bryant lost his grievance. I don't think they trade him yet. And he's not He's not going to just not try. That's just stupid. Yeah. Um. And I saw a little stat. I was talking about it beforehand. Stats are fun. Their projected win-loss last year. Expected win-loss. Well, six games better. Than mm-hmm. they really were. They were expected to be ninety and seventy-two last year, based on their run differential. I think they got the same team rolling out. I think they battled injuries, if I'm not mistaken. 
I think they're going to hopefully – I think they'll stay healthy. You know, if Darvish stays healthy, they still have – they don't have an amazing pitching staff, but they got some veteran guys who can, you know, be good enough to win games. They still got Javi Baez. They still got Chris Bryant. They still got Rizzo. Kyle Schwarber, I, I don't really know how good he is anymore. Wilson Contreras, they still got Craig Kimbrell. I think they're I think they're a high 80s win team. I think they're like an 89 and 73 win team. So I'm taking the over and I'm locking it. All right, that's fine. I think they have good pieces. I think John Lester is 36 years old in that rotation. Um, yep. I think if they're losing at the trade deadline, they trade away Chris Bryant. And I think they just go into full bomb mode at the end of the year. See, they still have some talent, though. I don't know if they bomb. I think they're not going to be able to hold on to Chris Bryant. And I don't see them trading him to win now. So this is my pick here is I don't think they're good enough to be competitive at the trade deadline. And I think they, because of that, they get rid of Chris Bryant. I think they're not competitive. This is me completely banking on the fact that they get rid of Chris Bryant. (laughs) I have one of those too. Don't worry. So that was my thought process on it and I'm locking it in. All right. I'm locking the over. And so that one very competitive right there. (laughs) I don't know. I think they're the Cubs too. They just, I feel like they always, I mean, when they play the Dodgers, I feel like they always play us close. And I feel like they're just one of those teams that can never be counted out. I don't know why, but I feel like they've been like that for so long. They're going to, they're going to trend down this year. I think they were, you know, they won the World Series and they stayed competitive every year sh- since then. It's hard to hold on to that. I think this year was their first year to lower down or, you know, get worse um, because of injuries. Okay. And I think with the Chris Bryant issues and everything, I think they're going to start being bad. I think it's hard to say consistently good. And I think they're going to start losing and they're going to have to get rid of That's Chris why Bryant. The Dodgers are so awesome, even though we haven't won a World Series. Yes. The Cubs have a World Series. You do not. It's not over. That's that's what that's all I'm gonna say for now. When people say, "Oh, have they Dodgers won yet? are aging, bro. Their average age is like 24." <laughs> okay, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I gave you a fucking dirty look. Uh, yeah. So opposite locks there. That's fun. That's fun. I got another lock. Three locks in a row. Ooh, the Chicago White Sox sitting at 83 and a half. 83 and a half. They went 72 and 89. That is a. They only played 161 games. 10 game jump ish. Well, that's. If you take the over, that's a 12-game jump. Yeah. And I'm hammering. I mean, if I had to bet my bank account on one team to go over this year, I'm blindly following the White Sox, and I am hammering the over, Tyler. I love what they've done this offseason. I love the pieces they've had. I love their young pieces that are only going to get better. Not only do I think the White Sox are going to win more than 80, 84 more games, I think they're they're going to they're gonna be a wild card team. Mm. I'm going to get a sticky note. We talked about this. We're going to get sticky notes, put them around our within the line sign of just bold predictions we have and when we set them. That way we can reference back. We don't forget them because I'm sure we do that a lot. We say things that we just forget about it. Yep. It's going to go right here. It's going to be my first one. White Sox are going to be a wild card team. I'll buy them. I'll buy some sticky notes. I think I actually might have some. Maybe we just make a dividing line and we just get my takes on this side, your takes on that side. Yeah. Additions. Time. And then, you know, ooh, you know what I like about that too? We what? put a punishment at the bottom of the sticky note. Oh, God. I don't like punishments. I like them. I'll make it fucking hold you accountable for what you say on this pod. <laughs> what? There should be less severe if it's more pull. I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What have the White Sox done this offseason? They re-signed Jose Abreu. Encarnacion. Good bat. They signed Edwin Encarnacion. They added Nomar Mazzara to right field. Had the longest home run of the decade last decade. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. No, he fucking crushed the balls. He's like an average at best. I don't think he's a power bat. Yeah, I don't think he's incredible, he's not. but he's a big time power bat. Best hitting catcher in baseball, Yasmani Grandal. There's not a lot of good catchers, hitting catchers in baseball a, left, too. 
They got Dallas Keuchel, who's a good two guy. They got Gio Gonzalez, a decent veteran guy. They got Lucas Giolito, who took huge steps last year, had a really good year. I think he was an all-star. They have uh, the prospect they got from the Chris Sale trade a few years ago, Michael Kopech. I think he's finally ready to start. They got another prospect, Ronaldo Lopez, who they got in the trade for Adam Eaton. He's 26. He didn't have a good year last year. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to bank on him having a good year. That's just asking for too much. Yohan Moncada started showing his potential last year. He's only going to get better. They had the hits leader slash batting average leader. I'm not sure. Batting champion. Tim Anderson. They still have uh, James McCann as their backup catcher, which I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he was actually like above an above-average offensive catcher last year. They got Eloy Jimenez. And they got, they just got pieces. They got Zach Collins, who I think is like the third or fourth rated catcher. And he's like the third catcher on their team. But prospect-wise, he's like third or fourth. Like, they could easily trade him for a piece at the deadline. This is a team I think is going to take huge steps. They're going to shop at the deadline. They're going to get an, a, a, a half-a-season rental. And they're going to make a wild card. I really think that. I think they have a lot of good pieces. Um, I don't think Abreu's as good as he was. I think he's a lot older than most people realize, too. He is old, but I think um, he had a good year last year. Sitting at 33. He still hit 284 with 33 bombs, 123 RBIs last year. Yeah, but he I don't... He has a small dip-off. That's still good numbers. Yeah. Uh, I just... I don't know. I don't think he's a huge pickup. I think is going to strike out a fuck ton. <laughs> uh, Tim Anderson's good. I don't know if he's going to be consistently that good, but I did. I got to be honest with you. I didn't watch a single White Sox game last year. <laughs> they also got uh, Steve Ciszek. Ciszek. He had a uh, 2.95 ERA out of the bullpen last year for the Cubs. That's good. Um, Keiko and Gonzalez, I don't know if they're going to be great. I wanted Keiko as an Angel fan. I don't. Gio will be an innings eater. I think Keiko will be a good number two guy, definitely. Good American League number two guy. I think he probably should be around a number three guy at this point in his career, which means he would have been an ace for the angels, but <laughs> it's I right. Cause Kopech is going to come up be the two guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the jump for me, a 12 game jump with it's... a team that they didn't change that much. They brought back a Brayo. They added, they, did change a lot. they added Encarnacion, Mazzara, Keiko, oh, and Grandal. Gio, but you Grandal, were just saying they already had an above C-Sheck. average. They already had an above average hitting catcher. So it's not like they were terrible and then got a star. Yeah. They improved. Um, I don't know. For me, I'm going to take the under, but it's close. I think they're within two games above or under. I think they're a wild think, card team. I think very worst, they're 81 wins. Very best, 87 wins. I think they're winning 89 games. Okay. 88-89 is my number. It's not my. It's not a lock for me. I will say that. So you're much more confident about it than I, I am. I told Miko this. I bought in as the second... They signed Grandall, and then a few days later, I think they signed uh, Keuchel or whatever. I bought in on them ever since. Ever since I've bought in on them. Um, let me give you some names, Ty. I'm going to give another prediction. This isn't part of my prediction, but this is- let's see some free agents that they might trade for. How- oh, God. Next year's free agent class is terrible. Maybe they won't add anyone. Trevor Bauer, if the Reds are sucking. We might get to that. Uh- <laughs> wow. Is it really that bad? Yeah. Yoannis Cespedes is making almost $30 million this year. Mookie bets, but they're not going to trade for I him. Think, I think something's up with that contract, though. I don't think he's making all that money because of the how he got injured and everything. Yeah. I think they changed it. George Springer or J.D. Martinez a player option. George Springer's a free agent? Houston's not going to trade him, but... Wow, George Springer's a free agent after this year. Does he re-sign with the franchise? Does he make as much money after... 
what happened if he goes to the free agent market. Marcus Simeon, if the Angels are tanking, they don't need a shortstop. It would be a pitcher. Maybe Marcus Stroman if the Mets aren't doing good. You know the Mets do weird things. Yes, they do. Mets got a lot of pitchers, too. How are the Mets not better? We'll, we'll get, get to it. We'll get to, we'll get to it. I got the over, so that's already three, four of my locks. Okay. Moving on to the Cincinnati Reds, Ty. Cincinnati Reds. What are they sitting at, Jay? They went 75-87 and 87 last year. And they're over-under 83.5. All right. So... Same as the Chicago White Sox. What are we thinking here? I don't know what moves they made. They got Castellanos. They signed Mike Moustakis. They signed Castellanos. They also have Bauer, who they acquired at the trade deadline last year. Sonny they signed Gr- Moustakis? Yeah. He's not on the... Oh, second base depth chart. Yeah, he's okay. playing second. Uh, Sonny Gray, who had an incredible like bounce back year last year. Luis Castillo, young, promising arm. He's not an addition. I just wrote him down because I like him. Trevor Bauer didn't get a full season with them. Yeah, I, I said Trevor Bauer. You obviously weren't. Did listening. you? Yeah. He's the first name I... I apologize. Well, actually, I don't think he was the first. Eugenio <laughs> Suarez, power bat. Joey Votto. Honestly, I don't trust Joey Votto to be good anymore. He was not good at all last year. At really? all. Really? you dip off? Oh, he had 261. He he definitely got up. He At one point of the year, he was hitting like 200. Like 220 or something. That is not good. Um, Their bullpen could probably use some work. I like their starting rotation. They added Wade Miley, too. He could be a sneaky, like, you know, especially if he's their fourth best guy. Like, that. nothing wrong with that. Um, I just, I like this team, Ty. It's not a lock, but I, I like the Reds. Um, and I think the Central is going to have a lot of teams right around mid to low 80s. And I think they're going to be there and they're going to get over. They're going to be at like a barely over 84 win team. Yeah, I have them at 84 wins probably. I'm right there with you. I think they've gotten better. I think they will... Uh, hit the over, but not by a lot. Zero percent right. chance they win ninety games. Yeah, zero percent chance. All right, Indians. Okay, who won? I think how many games last year? I have it on my. Why did the I click Indians away? Indians ninety three games. 93 Surprised games. me. They lost Corey Kluber, which honestly at this point he didn't even pitch last year, so it's not really a loss from last year. They didn't really do anything else, not that I saw, like anything significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said. Even though they didn't do anything significant besides trade a pitcher that they didn't even have last year, I'm taking the under. They might, oh, they might lose Yasiel Puig because they had him for like half a year. He actually did pretty decent for him. I'm taking under 86.5. I'm locking it. Oh, and the reason being is Francisco Lindor is going to get traded at the deadline. I don't hate that. I think it's exact Cub reasoning I had. Just a different player. <laughs> I think the Indians see slash saw how badly the Red Sox got fleeced. Even Well, no, the Red Sox actually ended up doing decent. The initial trade of just Verdugo and Gratterall was kind of bad, but I still don't think they did great. They, they're they seeing that they didn't get as much as they could have for the best player in baseball. Not the best player in baseball, what I'm saying. One of the best players in baseball. And they realize, like, if we trade him now halfway through the year, someone's probably going to overpay for him because that gives them half a season of Lindor a full another season, you know, that gives them a full off season to work on contract extension negotiations. And I think there's someone who's going to be overpaying for him. Maybe not overpaying, but pay rightfully for him. They're going to trade him. I don't know who. And maybe the White Sox. <laughs> so I'm taking the under. I think they're probably still above 500 because they have good pitching, maybe like 84 wins. But I'm taking, I don't think they win 87 games. I really don't. I agree. <laughs> uh, it's not a lock for me. 
Um, but I think they're under 86 and a half. I think mid season trades, trade deadline trades, you get more for somebody than you do free yeah. agency and well, not just free agency, but, uh, off season. Yeah. I think, you know, there isn't as much of a rush as opposed to a team who feels like this is our year. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go all in. They're going to pay for players, especially with that extra year on top of Lindor too. That makes them that much more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And with like the free agent class next year being mookie and pretty much nobody else, like a team might see that and be like, look, we're not really going to have a chance to improve in the off season. We got to improve now. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think the Indians are going to get a really good return for Lindor, but I don't think he lasts the entire year with them. Now, should the Dodgers trade Corey Seager, Jock Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> you make up And Gratterall for Lindor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I want Seager over Lindor. I've said that before. Yeah, right, I don't think under. he's that much better. But yeah, I'm with under. I'm taking the under with you. Uh, not a lock, though. Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies, Jason. Went 71 and 91 last year. Right now, they're sitting at 74 and a half. So they're expecting them to get better. Which is. For. Well, okay, so they literally have signed no one. Literally no one. They haven't spent a single dollar in free agency this Only year. Only team. Um, I don't know if they've lost anyone. Nothing significant I saw. Um, so here's my thought process on this. Okay. Because I'll tell you, it's a lock. Okay. They haven't added anyone. Yeah. Which means they're not trying to get better. Yeah. They weren't great last year. Why wouldn't they trade Nolan Arenado? When he feels disrespected by them. <laughs> and there was already off-season issues for me. I don't know in what world Nolan Arenado wants to play for this, this team and they get better. Okay. I don't think if they wanted to get better, they would have made moves in this off-season. Yeah. They would have gone out and added pieces. Clearly, they're not trying to get better. Who the fuck wants to say a 71-win team? They're going to trade Nolan Arenado and get a decent return for him. I think he's going to be right there with Lindor at trade deadline or even earlier than that. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, for the same thing where I was saying the Cubs are going to be under because they get rid of Chris Bryant, I think there's 0% chance the Rockies get better. And I think they lose Arnado. That's a lock. That's a goddamn lock. Okay. So I didn't lock this one. I, I also took the under 74.5. I would be slightly concerned. I do probably think an Arenado trade happens, but I would be slightly concerned that the Rockies do want it because it is a long extension. I know he does have a player option in one of the years. I'll have to look that up right now, but I'm worried that the Rockies will just be stubborn and not want to trade Arenado, and I do think they did underperform last year, so I wouldn't be shocked to see them just get four or five games better. Still not be a great team. Yeah, there's a player option in 2022, so they might want to trade him now just because they know he's going to opt out anyways. Yep. Um, But I could also see them being stubborn because they're the Rockies. Um, and they were, they had a really bad second half of the season. I don't know if that's because of injuries. They were what on June 29th when they beat us five to three, they were 44 and 39. So they were five games above 500. So that means they went from 44 and 39 to 71 and 91, which means they finished 27 and 52. That's That's terrible. That's like the angels bad (laughs) end of the year. That was unnecessary. Um, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look like I, – I don't know why they were so bad. It might just be their pitching. I Like I said, I took the under, but I didn't lock it because I am worried that the Rockies will be stingy, not trade them yet, and then they'll just get like five games better, hit the over, but still be bad. That's why I didn't lock it. So I wouldn't be entirely shocked to see that either. I'm fine with that. I don't hate it, but – I also I, – I agreed with you. I lock it. I just didn't lock it. <laughs> I just didn't lock it. <laughs> All right, next one up, Detroit Tigers. They're a 47-win team last year. They're predicted to be 
a 58 and a half win team. I just think they can't have the over under be like 49 because they know just, I don't know why they couldn't, but what did they do? <laughs> what did they do? To I have no notes. I have no better. notes about I, them. Let me check their depth chart real quick. They yeah. CJ Crone. He was actually pretty decent last year. He was good. He was good. I, they have to be under. I don't see any way this team gets better. He was on the Twins last year. I didn't write him down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also took the under. Got to Oh, they they got Jonathan Shoop. Is he new? Shope? Shoop. I don't care. They're probably going to trade Matthew Boyd. Oh, they got Austin Romine. I don't care. They're a terrible team. Yeah, they're I not. I think we talked about this earlier. It's got to be terrible being a Detroit Tigers fan. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning 59 games. No way. Under. I should have locked that, actually. I didn't even. I didn't lock it. I should have. There's no I way the Tigers it. aren't winning are winning 59 games. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> Houston Astros. Mm. Dirty little cheaters. Astro. Trash can banging motherfuckers. Won 107 games last year. 107 and 55. And they are now predicted. They lost Garrett Cole. At 96 and a half. They lost Garrett Cole. Yep. They are getting Lance McCullers back, who obviously isn't Garrett Cole, but that is an yep. arm for an arm. Yeah. Because he was hurt. Besides that, nothing's really happened. Um, there's speculation. Literally just a scandal and new coaching. <laughs> yeah, coaching change. There's speculation that they might trade someone. Maybe they, you know, to get under the luxury tax. I don't know if they do that, but maybe. Um, they're dirty cheaters, Ty. And I think they're going to be have a, a sharp eye on them. But I think a lot of people are mistaking the cheating scandal for them sucking. I still don't think they suck. I still think, yeah, they cheated to get better, but I still think their guys are naturally really good still. Like, you know. Um, and I think they're still a 97-98 win team. I don't see them losing. I don't see them winning less than 97 games. And I took the over and I locked it. I hate it, but I did it. They're going to have an attitude. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to want to prove themselves. Whether we'll see how good they really do without the whole cheating. But um, I'm still taking the over. Okay. Um, right now, their depth chart, uh, their rotation has Justin Verlander and Zach Grinke at 1 2. Yeah. They're both going into their late 30s. Absolutely. Verlander revived his career going to Houston, but he's still aging. Yeah. Grinke's aging. I think I'm going to take the under. All right. I think Garrett Cole was a huge piece to their rotation. Absolutely. I think part of the reason they won was their lights out. Literally had one, two Cy Young picks. Yeah. Um, I don't think Verlander's that good this year. I think it's a significant drop off for him. Okay. Um, trash hand, cheating, whatever. <laughs> I don't think they're as good this year. I think Michael Brantley... Had a big year for them last year too. He's in his thirties. Um, he's been—I I don't know—he's actually been consistent. I—I I think they're like a year or two away <laughs> when Springer hits the free agent market or whatever. I think they're a year and two away from this fall off the mountain. I don't think they'll make it to the World Series, and I could even see them losing in the first round of the playoffs with their pitching staff. But I do still think, you know, with I think what's going to be at least two bad teams in the ALS, like two pretty bad teams. Potentially a third, depending on how the Angels <laughs> slash A's do. Both are wild card teams. Like I still think they beat up on the bad teams, and it's one of those things where I'll I'll believe it when I see it in terms of them not winning ninety seven games. Yeah, I 
I locked it. I mean, I'm I'm locked in, ready to go. I think it's close, but I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say fuck it. So what do you think they win? Like 94-ish? Maybe a little less? 96. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're a bad team by any means. I just think they're not going to be the 107 dominant team that they were. I just can't. You know, is losing Garrett Cole but replacing him with Lance McCullers, is that worth 11 games? I I don't know. And I think with the cheating scandal and everything, they are going to have an, a closer eye on them. And there has been a lot of other rumors regarding their pitching. Yeah. And guys just magically getting spin rate and shit. Oh, who was on that? Well, Trevor Bauer, I think, was on that first. But who was yeah. on that on this podcast like six months ago? Don't call. <laughs> There's only two of us. So <laughs> if you don't remember, then it's obviously me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they get worse. I think their rotation gets significantly worse. I think they worse. get worse, too. I just don't know if they get, you know, like I said, 11 games worse. But we'll see. I'll, don't If I'm wrong on this one, I'll be more than happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the under. I'm not locking it, but I'm taking the under. Next up, Kansas City Royals, 65 and a half. I took the under. They won 59 games last year. They've literally done nothing. Um, their rotation's hot garbage. Uh, they got two exciting offensive pieces, I guess, and Jorge Soler, who just hits a lot of home runs, and Whit Merrifield, if he's even on the team anymore. Is he still on the team? He's pretty good. He was really good last year. Um, besides, you wanted him to make the All-Star game over Mike Trout. Was he one of them? I, I know it was, was Austin Meadows. Maybe I'm thinking of Austin Meadows. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They got Mikel Franco, Michael Franco. Um, Salvador Perez coming back from injury. That could be something. Uh, but that pitching staff is terrible, and I don't think they get however many games better. Six six games better. Seven games better. No way. Yeah, I got nothing to say. It's an under. <laughs> Zero research. <laughs> They're a bad team. They didn't get better. They're going to hit the under. That's easy for me. All righty, Ty. The Los Angeles Angels, 72, a franchise <clears throat> worth 72-90 and 90 last year. All right, Jason. We took we took a heartbreaking loss this week. <laughs> We didn't get another starting pitcher, and we didn't get a right fielder. However, I think Justin Upton has a better season. You're high on Justin Upton, and I am very low on Justin Upton. <laughs> I know. You I think, need a Justin Upton sticky note. I think How Justin good of a Upton, season he's going to have? I think Justin Upton. Right now. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I think he had pressure to be the number two guy with Trout. Okay. I think Rendon being there helps him out. <laughs> okay. I think Otani's pitching helps him out. You good? I just, yeah, continue your thought. Joe Adele is going to be producing in the outfield. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'll let you, I'm not going to laugh at you for that one. 86 and a half wins. New manager, new pitching coach. Couple of different pitching pickups. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're a 90 win team. 90? Uh, I think we're a 90 win team. I don't think that's that far-fetched. Put it on a sticky note then. All right. <laughs> Give me a sticky note. I just, I laugh And that's at, a lock. I had to lock my team. I laugh at, I just laugh at Justin, you're Justin Upton. You've been, you know, la- all of last year, it was once Justin Upton gets healthy. He never did. Dangerous. He never got healthy. He never had time to heal. He played 63 games. He had a negative nine war. Yeah. Negative, negative point nine. Negative, yeah, negative nine. Point nine. <laughs> Um, I mean, he could be okay. I was actually, I was looking at his numbers. Actually, he strikes out a lot, or at least last year it was bad. How he struck out in? Let me see. 
Let me do 35.6% of his bats he struck out. That's fair. That's fine. I just um okay, the Angels. The Angels. Let me talk about them. So they signed Anthony Rendon. Yep. They traded for Dylan Bundy. Big arm. They signed Julio Teheron, which I actually thought was a really good signing for you. He was someone I pinpointed as a good signing for you. He's definitely not like an ace, but he's an innings eater. Absolutely. Lost Cole Calhoun. Whatever. Lost Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, got Luis Rangifo back. Yes, we did. I think he's actually, you know, I'm not going to change my opinion. He was fine for us last year. He's just not a difference maker. I did Rangifo research. And I kind of became a little bit high on him. Like, not super high, but higher than most people. And now that he's back on the Angels, I'm not going to change that. I think he's going to, maybe not this year, I think in like three years, he's going to be like like a David Fletcher, Chris Taylor level player. That's fine. Anyways, I originally had you guys at the under. Okay. However, because of other teams in the AL West being bad, and I do think... Your pitching staff is deep enough if it stays healthy, which is a big question mark the for the issue. Angels. That's the scariest thing about the lock. To just be good enough to allow only five runs a game and the Angels score six more times than not. Hopefully. Are you okay? Oh, I'm all right. Was that a fart? No, it was just my stomach. Um, your bullpen's pretty good. You got some good arms in the bullpen. I'll, I'll admit to that. Good arms coming back as well. Looking at your team, it's just... It's so variable you guys are gonna be good or you're gonna be awful i feel like and it's just like you go you okay i don't know what's going on right now (laughs) (laughs) i i definitely didn't lock them i had them on the under i ended up switching it over to the over and my reason being was i think two years ago they won like 83 games or something 82 games how many games did you guys win two years ago do you remember i don't know oh 80 Oh, that's tough. They haven't won. They haven't. You guys haven't had a positive record since 2015. Okay. Oh, I'm taking the under. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're switching back. I, I am. I'm not locking either either way. But I'm gonna bet on what has happened in history. I'm gonna bet on you know what I've seen, and that's the Angels getting injured <laughs> and players that you sign that are supposed to be great underperforming. And that's what, if I'm on. You know, I think. You're better. I think you maybe are like an 84-85 win team. I think you were in the wild card race towards the end, and then you're going to have some meaningful games, and then that's when the pitching staff's going to catch up to you. Maybe. 85 game winners. I like our young pitchers. I definitely like Griffin Canning. Yeah. Um, he's got I, good think, stuff. I think he absolutely helps us out this year. Otani being healthy is a huge part. And But, you know, is and he going to stay like healthy said, all year? Yeah. Like I said, if we're not healthy – we're terrible again. <laughs> We're hot garbage. <laughs> but if our guys can stay healthy, if by some miracle we get another fucking starting pitchers now that we don't have Stripling, I think we easily are a 91 team if we get another starting pitcher and can stay healthy. And the thing about the Angels, it's not like, oh, if the whole staff stays healthy. Like, it's not like, it'd be obvious if we were saying like, oh, if the whole staff gets injured, obviously they'd be a sucky team. They're like two or three injuries away from, you know what I mean? Like, especially in the starting rotation. If two of your starting pitchers get hurt, oh, like... Fucked. Don't yeah. again. I mean, you have, you know, Patrick Sandoval. I know I've seen people say and Felix Pena, but it's like those guys are, you know. They can fill in, but they're not going to be key pieces of a winning team. Yeah. Like if they need to make a spot start here or there, I guess that's okay. But yeah, if they're if you need them for two, three months. <laughs> yeah. 
But I think with the pieces we have, with how much our offense is going to improve with Rendon in there. Without Zach Cozart. <laughs> Without Zach Co- that's a That's a very big, very big pickup for us, is getting rid of him. <laughs> Literally, I don't Your care war if might just, have gotten better by getting rid of him. It absolutely did. I know he had a negative war. It did kind of suck because you guys did kind of overpay to get rid of him. I don't care. I don't care. You traded how much your we first paid. round pick from last year. I think. I don't care how much we paid to get rid of him. Watch that first round pick is going to turn out to be like an all star for the Giants, and it's going to haunt you. And no, it won't. We're going to see. It's going to. Okay, so the all star game in like 2028 is going to be at Angel Stadium, and that guy is going to be an all star. And they're going to be like, "Oh, remember when the Angels traded this guy just to get rid of Zach Cozart's contract? Greatest move in franchise history." <laughs> and still. then the guy's going to be like, "Yeah, I've been playing with a chip on my shoulder ever since." I could be the next Mike Trout, and I'd still be fine with the trade. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm taking the undertie. I think you're like an 85-win team. Okay. That's real close. That's a lock for me, though. And moving on next, Jason, to your team. Will Wilson is the guy you guys traded. Will Wilson. It's a pretty cool name. That is a cool name. Dodgers are sitting at 102.5 right now for their over-under. You guys won a whopping 106 last year. Okay, so I originally had the Dodgers at an under just because it's hard to win it's 103 hard. games. It's very hard. It's obviously. But I can't pick against my team. And if we won 106 games last year and we got better this year, then I am inclined to believe that we're going to at least win 103. Is that a lock? No. Because we easily could still be great and only win 101. Only. <laughs> Definitely not locking it. I think you guys are going all the way to the World Series and choking in Game 7. But I think you went 115 <laughs> this year. That'd be something. I don't understand how you add Mookie Betts to the already very dangerous lineup. Mm-hmm. Potentially David, keep Jock Peterson, too. Potentially. But David Price gets added to the rotation, which just makes you guys deeper. I don't think David Price is a bad starter. We're paying him the same amount that we were paying Rich Hill. Exactly. I mean, I'll I think he's it. better than Rich Hill. Walker Buehler is going to get better. Walker Bueller is just getting better. Cody Bellinger, I don't see any reason why he would get worse. I don't think. I don't think he produces insane. I think he did great to start the season last year, and I think he fell off a little bit toward the mid, which doesn't say much. He was still fucking great. Yeah. But um, I think your offense is going to be great. I think Corey Seager has a better year than he did last year. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner will decline, but not significantly. Okay. I'm fine with that. Gavin Lux probably be a good piece. Hell yeah. <laughs> I I don't, I don't Max Muncy. I think your offense got better and your pitching got better. You didn't mention Max Muncy. I think Max Muncy. Max Muncy is one of the most slept on players in all of baseball. I'll he's tell fine. you that. I'm gonna pull up a stat right now, Ty. I just want to make. He's a good player. I just want Max Muncy he hit to hit a home run when we went. I just he hit two. Yeah, he did, and we still lost. That was the game. Chris Taylor literally had like 15 runners left on base, and then after that game. It was like Chris Taylor. It was funny because it was like Chris Taylor's stats before that game. He was hitting like 160, and then Chris Taylor's stats after that game. He was like doing incredible. Like that game was the turning point of Chris Taylor, <laughs> and it came at my expense. Max Muncy among first basemen, and granted he plays first and second base, but first baseman the last two years, second in Fangraphs WAR. Who's first? Cody Bellinger, who <laughs> shouldn't helpful. even count. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, he's ahead of Freddie Freeman. I love Max Muncy. I love everyone. I just, I'm excited, Ty. I'm I'm very excited. I don't know if I said that's a lock. Oh, you're locking it? I'm locking it. I don't understand how you guys won 106 games, add one of the best players in baseball and another veteran starter. 
and get worse. We got a good reliever, Gratterall. Blake Trinan, again, if he's half as good as he was two years ago. We got young guys who are only... Dustin May has filthy stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen him pitch, but... Great hair. Great hair. Um, yeah, that's a lock for me. And I know it's excited. My, it's my highest lock. I'll, there's the tease. 102 <laughs> wins. <laughs> I think it's the highest over-under, so it you're is. not... Too, okay. <laughs> yeah, I... They're a good team. They got better. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate that. Next one up, Miami Marlins. 64 and a half. They signed Jesus Aguilar and Jonathan Villar and former Dodger Yimi Garcia, who wasn't very good. They won 57 last year. So they are predicting that they're going to get eight games better. They're a year away. I'm taking the under. Zero research. I'm taking the over. Okay. I Jonathan Villar, Villar is decent. Jesus Aguilar, Yimi Garcia, whatever. They're not the reason. I think they're a young team who's just going to get better with age. And I still don't think they're going to be good. I still think they're only going to win like 66 games. But I think that they're going to win 66 and get over. Not a lock by any means. That's fair. I think they're a year away. Under. I think they're like four years away from actually being good. But (laughs) Again, zero research. My gut tells me the Marlins aren't a good team. (laughs) All right. The next one, the Milwaukee Brewers tie. 83 and a half. They won 89 last year. So I had a hardcore over 83 and a half lock for a team that was under last year in the Chicago White Sox. And I also have a hardcore under lock of a team who won more than 83 and a half. I don't think the Milwaukee Brewers win 84 games. Talk to me. If I'm comparing the Brewers and the Angels, I think the Angels are a better team. And I think the Angels are only winning 85. The Brewers expected win loss last year. I believe it was 81 and 81. They lost Mike Moustakis. They lost Yasmani Grandal, which is a big one. They did sign uh, Omar Navarez mm-hmm. to replace him, but he's not obviously not going to make. They have Justin Smoke now, who I guess replaces Eric Thames, whatever. That's a bench bat. Um, their pitching staff is not good. Like nope. their starting pitching staff. At all. Their best pitcher is Brandon Woodruff, who's had some good starts here and there. Hauser, never heard of. Brett Anderson is a journeyman. Lynn Bloom, never heard of him. Eric Lauer's a guy on the, that was on the Padres. Terrible numbers overall. Not terrible, but bad numbers overall. Really good against the Dodgers. It would always piss me off. <laughs> um, I mean, I know Arcia's young. I know Kirsten Herrera. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. They did get uh, Luis Urias from the Padres, I believe. Um, he hasn't really proven anything yet. They have Yelich. Can't discount Yelich. He's going to be great. But you could be great on a bad team. Yes, you can. Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain, he's getting up there in age. I feel like he's starting to fall off. He hit two. He, oh, that was his postseason. He hit 260 last year, so it's, he's not the Lorenzo Cain of old. He's got Hater. Hater could be a trade deadline piece. Not only that, I think the window for closers is very small. Oh, absolutely. Or elite relief pitchers. Absolutely. Um, I think he already wasn't as good last year as he was the year before. I don't think he's bad. I think he made all MLB or whatever. He's still 25. But. Again, I don't think elite relievers last that long. I think he's got another like two years, but I think that's if the Brewers were smart, they would trade him now. Um, I just don't think this is a team, honestly, that is going to win 84 games. I I think they're a 500 team who is going to have some really good hot streaks where they play like, you know, I feel like they're going to be a team that plays up to their competition when they play winning teams like the Dodgers and, you know, the Braves and stuff, they'll play up and they'll be close games. And then when they play shitty teams, they'll play down to their competition as well. And I think they're going to be an eight, a 500 team. I think 
they're going to be a definition of a 500 team. They're going to be streaky. They'll win seven games. They're going to be like, oh, watch out for the Brewers. Then they'll go on a big losing streak. That's that's how I see it happening with the Brewers. What's the Yelich contract look like? Amazing for what he's worth because um, he signed an extension with uh, the Marlins. So he's getting paid like way less than he should be getting paid. He's making $7 million, I think. Oh, my God. $7 million average. Uh, he's got pretty much two more years on top of this. So they're not tra- it's too soon to trade him, especially because yeah. they're only paying him $12 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm taking the under. I don't think they're good. I don't think they should have been good last year, and I don't think they are going to be good this year. You were about to start a Christian Yelich trade speculation, huh? No. Oh. I think it was going to be a free Christian Yelich thing, but I knew he oh. had a couple years left. <laughs> Yeah, they'd be stupid to trade him at this point of his contract. And they changed the name of their park. It used to be Miller Park. Now it's like American yeah. Family or whatever. And people are very mad cool. about that. That's not cool. Very mad about that. Don't be family-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> My dad actually does booths for American Family. It's lame. He needs to do booths for Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Under 83 and a half. Locked it. Lock it in. Well, Jason, I'm not locking, but I'm taking the under. All right. Next up, Minnesota Twins. 91 and a half for a team who won 101 games last year. I've never jumped on a lock faster than this. I slept on them all last year. <laughs> they added Josh Donaldson to a lineup that hit the most home runs in baseball. Yeah. They added Kent Maeda. <laughs> Rich Hill. <laughs> Rich Hill. For me, this is so easy. Yeah. This is so easy. The Twins are going to easily win the Central again, I feel like. Yeah. And they're just going to hit... More home runs than we've ever seen in our fucking lifetime. <laughs> a lot of strikeouts and a lot of home runs. Plenty of strikeouts, but plenty more home runs. This is I don't I don't know what I don't know why their lines at ninety one and a half for a team that just won one hundred and one. <laughs> but I'm dumb. My dumb brain's telling me to take the over. I locked the over too, Ty. That was an easy lock. I saw that and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Ninety two. You're telling me the Twins can't win ninety two games when they just added Josh Donaldson. To line up the fucking they lost, home runs of uh, CJ Cron. Terrible, terrible <laughs> loss. <laughs> um, yeah, they're winning 92 games. I'm guessing, is this the one you said you would bet your entire bank account on when you were texting me? No. Oh, it's not. But I would also do this. <laughs> and the other one I was looking at it, I don't love as much as I thought I loved. So this one's probably my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, I, I'm, I locked it too. We're similar. I don't see the if, – if the Twins win less than 90 games, dude, then I don't even know. I don't even know. I was going to say something, but I don't want to say something I'll regret. <laughs> All right. Who's next? The New York Mets. 86 New and 76 last year. They're over under 86.5. So the over under is will they be better than last year or will they be the same or worse? Here's what they had. They lost Zach Wheeler. Mm. They signed Dylan Patances. Mm. Michael Waka, who's not really good anymore. Rick Porcello, also not really good anymore. Nope. You want to assess just coming back? Yep. That's all I got. Jason, mm-hmm. Jonas Cespedes pushes this team to an 87-win team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm taking it over. I don't think they get much better. I don't think they get much worse, but fuck it. I'll take the over. I'm on the under. Okay. You I think s- they're an 85-win team. I think they're going to be right around 86, um, but it's the Mets, so they'll win less than they should. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's I, my I, main reasoning. I don't think Pete Alonso can have much of a better season than he did last year. Yeah. Dude's a fucking monster. Sophomore I, slump? Yeah. I think he you know, could fall back a little bit. But I think Cespedes, I think he's still got plenty in the tank. I think he's one of those guys, we were talking about it, kind of forgot about him. Yeah. But 
freak accident. I think he's someone who no one really knows. So if he comes back and is still fucking great, who knows? I like the I like the NL East. They have a great pitching staff though. They do. DeGrom's but they've the always guard. had a fucking great pitching staff. Stroman. I I like other teams in the NL East. In particular, a other team in the NL East, and I think the Mets will just be the third place team with like 84, 85 wins. Okay. I think third place, right? Who else is in the East? I think we covered one of them already. The Marlins. Oh, they probably come in last. We got Braves, National, the Mets, Nationals. Phillies, Marlins. The Nationals. Maybe they come in. Maybe the Mets come in fourth with like eighty four wins. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. I think they're like eighty three, eighty. I think they're right around with the Angels. I think Mets and Angels very similar teams, and it, it makes sense. They're both the B team in a big city, big market. Um, the Mets have the best pitcher in baseball right now. You, I mean, back to back Cy Young winner. I mean, you could make the case for Garrett Cole. But back-to-back Cy Young winner, I mean, hey, Angels have the best player in baseball. Easily. Very similar. And they're going to have the exact same record. Oh, you want to put that in a post-it? Hell no, because the chances <laughs> of that happening are so small. All right. The uh, New York Yankees. Speaking of Garrett Cole. 101.5 to improve on their... 103 and 59. To decrease on their 103 wins. Uh, they lost D.D. Gregorius. Which is pretty good shortstop. They signed Garrett Cole. Pretty good pitcher. Who I do think I've set, been on the record saying this before. I don't think he's gonna be as good in New York. I agree. Something's up in Houston with pitchers. I think he'll still be great, but I don't think he's gonna be as good. He was never that good before Houston, and yeah, it's the age where pitchers hit their prime. But again, something's up with Houston. I agree, which is why I think they're gonna be bad this year. <laughs> and by bad, I mean like '96 wins. <laughs> um, I think the short porch is gonna fuck him. Yeah, I have no analytics or anything to back this up. But it's easier to hit home runs in New York. <laughs> I'm going to take the under. I think they still win. I mean, I don't know. I don't think any of the other teams are super competitive. I know the Rays won 96 last year. We'll get to them. Um, they're still going to win the division, but I'm going to take slight under. 98 winners, 98 game winners. I locked the over. Okay. Their team's fucking good. They are. Um, And, okay, first of all, they play... They're going to be playing the Baltimore Orioles. Terrible. They play them. I, th- I think it's you play people in your division Lots. 15 times, maybe. <laughs> maybe 18 times. They're going to get 12 wins at bare minimum from the Orioles. The Red Sox, another 12 wins from them, I think. That's 24. Uh, the Blue Jays, that's probably another 12 wins. 36. And their team is just insane, Tyler. They lost DD, but they made up for it because they're getting – um. Andujar back, who was hurt. They got Andujar. Gio Ursula, who had a great breakout year last year. Glaber Torres. DJ LeMahieu, the hits leader. Luke Voigt, who I actually saw a tweet, like, when he's actually healthy, he's actually really good. Gary Sanchez. If Yasmani Grandal is not the best hitting catcher in baseball, it's gonna be it's Gary Sanchez. Stanton was hurt last year. If he plays, you know, obviously he's going to be better. Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner manning center field. Aaron Judge in right field. They got Clint Frazier to trade for anyone if anything happens. They got Chapman, Britton, Tony, Tommy Kale, whatever you say his name, Odovino, Chad Green in the pen. They got Garrett Cole, Tanaka, Paxton, Severino. Paxton's actually going to miss like three to four months. Severino coming back. J.A. Hop solid. I, this team is just so good, dude. I'm just worried to play them in the World Series and lose. Upon reflection, I forgot they were injured most of the season last year. <laughs> Looking at the 103. Probably should have been like 110 winners last year. <laughs> You're probably right, but it's not a lock for me, so I don't care. I'm staying the under. I they're I'm worried about when the Dodgers play them in the World Series and get swept, dude. I really am. 
They're freaking good. Yeah, they are. They're going to win. Like- I forgot how injured they were. I really were. You were saying all those names. I was like, oh, fuck, Stanton was injured. Oh, fuck, that guy was injured. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're probably going to be really good. Oh, yeah, they're going to win. I think the Dodgers. I took the Dodgers over. Would, could could the Dodgers and the Yankees both win? This obviously, I think the most ever is one nineteen. Could they both win one hundred and ten games? Yeah, <laughs> I think pretty easily. Yeah, I'm I'm locking the over, taking it to the bank, locking I, it in a safe. I'm gonna change because it's not a lock. I forgot right. how injured they were. They are good. Okay, one hundred two is a lot of wins. They're gonna pass it. Yeah, especially right. if Stanton can be healthy. Yeah, we haven't seen Stanton's fucking sixty Full home run Stanton potential in, in New York. Yeah, not small field. He stays healthy the entire year. Dude could be a fucking monster. Yeah, Yankees are gonna be so good, dude. Oh, my Aaron God. Judge is getting old though. Oh, he is like twenty seven. Actually, I know, he debuted so old. But <laughs> um, up next, Oakland A's. I, real quick, I saw a, a Twitter debate between a Dodgers and a Yankees fan, and the Yankees fans were saying Aaron Judge is better than Cody Bellinger. Ty, as an unbiased person, who do you think is better? No. Cody Bellinger. Thank you. Cody Bellinger is younger. Um, Aaron Judge is good. I mean, Bellinger's stats trump outside the rookie years. Even the rookie years, they weren't like way far off, but the last two years. Even Bellinger's down sophomore year. Yankee fans are so in love with Aaron Judge, and I think he's good, and he has potential to be great, but I just think he debuted literally in the prime of any athlete's age. <laughs> like It's not like he had the ups and like, oh, rookie of the year. Like He literally, if he would have debuted at 24, that's just the prime of someone's <laughs> career like yeah he's already he's 27 that's crazy yeah bellinger's like 24 23 yeah that's what i'm saying he's so much older than people realize yeah so i think yeah maybe he is pretty good right now but i think you don't get a lot of prime years out of judge yeah bellinger's 24 i think bellinger's younger right now than judge was when he made his debut oh i'm sure of it (laughs) thank you ty i appreciate that yeah i don't think judge is bad i just think he's very overvalued by yankee fans i agree oakland a's 89 and a half. They won 97 last year? Yes, they did. Yeah. I'm going to be straight up with you here, Jay. I don't I don't understand the A's. They're in my division. I don't get how they're ever good. They never have good players. It's those Fuck Billy fly-ass Bean. jerseys. They have the ugliest jerseys in baseball. I fucking hate them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say over because I always think they're going to be bad and then they're good. They very easily could win 70 games, though. Did you say the over-under? Yeah, it was 89. 89 and a half. Um, I wrote nothing down for the A's because they haven't really done anything. Their team hasn't changed. With that being said, I looked at their team, and it didn't scream a team that's going to win um, 90 games. It didn't, and I think Vegas knows that, or whoever's making these odds knows that. And I think they're going to be – I said this to you before the podcast. I think the American League wildcard picture is going to be a lot of teams in the 80s. I wouldn't be surprised if the first wildcard team – did I say the White Sox would be 90-game winners? Was that? Oh, no, I said they'd be a wild card. That was my prediction. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the number one wild card in the East won you know, fewer than 90 games. I wouldn't be surprised. I definitely think the second wild card does. Um, so with that being said, I'm taking the under. Okay. I think there's at most four teams in the American League, at most, and my over-unders would tell me that. I, I'm not going to count them right now, that are going to win 90 games, and I just don't think the A's are one of them. Okay. They just hurt my brain. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. I'm not going to argue at all. They just hurt my brain. <laughs> Pittsburgh, no. Philadelphia Phillies tie. Our friend Miko's team sitting at 85 and a half right now. They're After going 81 and 81 last year. Exactly 500. They added Zach Wheeler. They added D.D. Gregorius. They lost Mikel Franco, I guess, but he wasn't really a loss anyways. 
Uh, they changed head coach or head coach uh, manager. Joe Girardi <laughs> is now the manager. What do you think about the Phillies tie? Jason, last year getting uh, McCutcheon back from injury. Granted, last, he's old, but last year I was on record saying the uh, Phillies were not contenders. Yes, ended up being five hundred. So who knows? <laughs> who knows if they're contenders or not? <laughs> they're my lock for an over. I think they win the East. I have them as a lock as well. I'm uh, for the over. I'm sitting very high on the Phillies. <laughs> I, I think they win the East. I think Harper has a better second year in Philadelphia. I think Gregorius plays a huge part. Yeah. Um, I think Nola probably has a better year. Yeah, he should. Wheeler, they overpaid a shit ton for Wheeler, I thought. But as a second guy, I mean, it's not right. bad. And I, the back end of the rotation is a little sketchy. Their bullpen, as Miko complains to me all the time, is very sketchy. But JT Realmuto, Bryce Hoskins, Gene Segura. There's going to be a good team. It's going to yeah, be really good I don't team. think they win the East, though. That's fine. This I, is going to be a really good I, team. I locked the over. I think they're going to be a the first wild card. I think maybe I think they're going to win maybe 92, 93 games. Like I said, I think the NL East is going to be very competitive. I think the Braves are going to be right around where they were last year. They finished with 97. I think they'll be high 90s again. I think the Phillies will be, you know, finished with like 93, 94. It'll be close. It'll be down to the wire. But I think the Phillies will get the wild card and the over, yeah. They're easily going to hit that. Even if they don't, 86 games. They're, even they're, if they don't make the playoffs, like they should win 86 games. Yeah, I think they easily pass that. I think they're going to be a lot better this year. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, the only thing I really know that they did this year was traded uh, Starlin Marte. Starling Marte, I think. They won 69. Their over-under is at 61 and a half. Yes. I got him for a lock for an under. A 71 and a half. I think he said 61 and a half. I might have. Yeah, un- you got him locked under? Locked under. I just got him normal under just because I'm scared that like their young players will get better. They might, but I think Starling Marte was one of their best players. Yeah. And they got rid of him, which tells me they don't want to win. You get rid of good <laughs> players, that tells me you don't want to win. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah, that's, that's I don't true. think they did anything to get better. So, yeah, their young players might improve more, but they just lost the key piece. Yeah. Did Starling Marte play a lot last year? That'll be the question. Great question. I should have researched this. Uh, yeah, he he played a normal amount of games. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I don't. I I mean, I'm also taking the under. I don't disagree with you. I just didn't lock it because they scare me. They don't scare me as much. Maybe I, I should be scared, but I'm not. Uh, Ty, my locks are done. By the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, really? seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, my I locks are got... done. Phillies were my last lock. I still got two more. San Diego Padres. They signed Drew Pomeranz. Okay. They got Grisham and Davies. I think they got those are the guys they got from the Brewers, I want to say. They got Tommy Pham. They lost Hunter Renfro in the Tommy Pham deal. Okay. Um, Luis Urias was in that trade with the Brewers. Uh, getting a full year, hopefully, obviously, if he stays healthy, of Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it in terms of like addition subtractions. Garrett Richards didn't pitch last year. I mean, I don't know how much of a, you know, I mean, he could be good. They won 70 games. They're Prince. sitting at 84 and a half though. Yeah. Do they get 15 games better? Jerks and Profar, he's new. 15 games better in a division where the Dodgers just got significantly better. No, I wish I would have locked this. This is an under easily. Yeah, I agree. I think they could be like 
Angels circa two years ago when they went 80 and 82, as I learned. Um, okay. <laughs> I think they could be close to 500. They might even finish 500. Um, I think they're a high 70s, low 80s win, maybe like the Giants last year. But there's no way they're winning 85 games. They have to play us. They have to play the other good teams in the NL. I mean, Hosmer's gotten worse in San Diego. Pachado didn't do good at all last year, which you could say he's going to get better. But I don't know. San Diego excuse me, seems to be the place where people go to die. Not the city itself. I love the city of San Diego. Um, <laughs> Tommy Pham, I mean, yeah, he's great, but how good is he really going to do? Is he that much of an improvement from Hunter Renfro? I don't know. Um, I think that was just a money thing for the Rays where they knew they were downgrading. Or not downgrading, but uh, like, you know, even swap, and it was just money. Um, yeah, Tatis, if you get him for a full year, is great. Yeah, Francisco Mejia is young. Yeah, Chris Paddock's young. Their pitching staff isn't all that impressive. Yeah. No, I I don't see it. I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll probably beat us. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers had a losing record against the Padres just because that's what usually happens. But I don't think they win 85 games, dude. There's no way. <coughs> if No way. It wasn't a lock for me, but I agree. Taking the under. If I think the Angels are going to win 85 games, I would be a criminal for saying the Padres are going to win 85 games. I would be. Legally. <laughs> I think we'd have to arrest you. <laughs> the New York... San Francisco Giants <laughs> went 77-85 last year. They lost Will Smith. They lost Madison Bumgarner. Maybe signed Puig. There's been some speculations. Puig, he could be a difference maker for any one of these teams. I think you overvalue Puig, but he is a good player. He got so... Okay, so I always talk about guys who got so overrated, they are now underrated. Puig has gotten so underrated, I am now overrating him. And I admit to it. You are. You are overrating him a little bit. I, I'm admitting to it. That's fine. I appreciate you admitting to it. He's clutch, though. If you look at his postseason stats, he's he's clutch. Um, but no, Puig's not really going to be a huge difference for one of these teams. Um, they traded for Zach Cozart. Huge addition for them. <laughs> that right there is why I have them at the under. Uh, we said it, though. He's going to go to San Francisco and freaking hit 280 with 30 home runs or something. He stupid. might. But that man just carries a losing cancer <laughs> aura. Wow. I, he's my least favorite player in baseball. And I can't. Any team is going to be on is going to destined to fail. So the Giants. So we're looking at the NL West. You got the Dodgers winning a more than 102.5. We got the Diamondbacks winning more than 83 and a half. So you said we said like 87-ish. We got the Padres winning about 82-ish. Or not, no, I didn't say that much. Like high 70s, low. So maybe like 78 to 81, whatever. I'll give them that. Where do the Giants fit in? Do they fit in? Are they going to be terrible, terrible? We also have the Rockies, who we think both think are going to be under... How many? 74 and a half. With the Rockies being so bad, being in the low 70s potentially, I'm taking the over for the Giants. 68 and a half. I think they're also in the low 70s. I think we have two low 70s, someone close to 500, someone barely above 500, and then someone just way above everyone else in the NL West. Yeah, here's my thing. I got the Dodgers winning 115 games, so I'll take the under for all four of the other teams. <laughs> well, you took the over for the Diamondbacks, I think. That they're helps. also going to beat up on the other three teams. They are. There's going right. to be a very weak bottom of the division. All right. <laughs> and again... Zach Kozar. Are we going to talk about our playoff predictions with this? I didn't really think about it, but... I was not prepared for that. We'll discuss on another day. The Seattle Mariners. I was just shit-talking the Mariners last week. Had all the Mariners people retweet <laughs> our tweet. Um, I just send out that bobblehead. 67 and a half. They went 68-94 last year, <clears throat> so this is pretty much... Will they be better than last year? Or as good slash better, or will they be worse? 
Do you know if they made any moves, Jason? I didn't write any notes, so I'm assuming no. They lost King Felix, who was done anyways. Did you know the Mariners game I went to? I went one game after his last game where they had all the signs and everything. Really? I, dude, that would have been so awesome to see his last game. Yeah, it would have been cool. Um, the Mariners are young. I think they're going to get better. And I don't think they're going to be a good team, but I think they'll, just because they're young, they'll win more games than they did last year, even if it's only one. So I'm taking over 67 and a half. I'm taking the over um, strictly because whenever King Felix was pitching, he could be a .5 ERA guy, and they would lose every time to the Angels because every time Mike Trout faced him, he hit a home run. <laughs> Him not pitching against the Angels anymore is going to get them over that 67 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they're young. <laughs> yeah, I think I, they got to get better. J.P. Crawford's exciting. They got the other Nola brother. Um, Maybe 70. They, they might touch 70 wins. Yeah. Mike Trout is hitting a 352 lifetime against Felix Hernandez. Home runs, though. Home runs per at Eight. Eight home runs. 88 at-bats. That's actually not as many as you probably thought. One for 11? Yeah. But four doubles, two triples. He just crashed. 1.12 OPS. Probably a little better earlier in his career, too. The best one was, um, I've said it before. I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. Do you know who it was? I don't. Just like a mediocre player who freaking crushed someone. It was Scott Van Slyke. Remember him? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Versus Wade Miley. That was the matchup that was made in heaven, Tyler. Van Slyke versus Wade Miley. He crushed Wade Miley. Did he? Yeah, like if Scott Van Slyke was ever in the Home Run Derby, he should have Wade Miley pitched to him. <laughs> he hit, let's see. So he had 18 at-bats against Wade, Wade Miley. He went 8 for 18 with five home runs and three doubles. So eight of he had 8 for 18. All eight hits were extra base hits, six RBIs. He only struck out once. He walked three times. He had a 1.968 OPS against Wade Miley. Jesus. And he was terrible everywhere else. Rashing on people. It was just, dude, against Wade Miley. Um, <laughs> so over on the Mariners. Moving on, St. Louis Cardinals went 91 and 71 last year. They lost Marcelo Zuna. Michael Walker I put as a loss, but is that really a loss? Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Gross. Their win, their over under Tyler is 88.5. What are you thinking? I don't think they did anything to get better. I'm getting a tissue. So keep the audience entertained. I don't think they did anything to get better. Um, they lost a decent piece in left field. Terrible defender. We've said it before. But I think he was a decent enough offensive piece to where I'm going to take the under. I think Yadier Molina is getting old. And I love me some Yadi, but he's getting yeah, old. He I think Paul Goldschmidt's still going to be good, but uh, Dexter Fowler getting old. Oh, yeah. Colton Wong. Okay. Um, I really don't know any of these other fucking people. I'll be honest. They're pitching. Jack Flaherty should be really good. I, I really like Jack Flaherty. Oh, yeah. He's good. Um, yeah, I got the under two, Ty. I got, you know, I think they, they are, you know, after that heartbreaking uh, sweep in the NLCS where it just was not competitive at all. Not even a little bit. Showed to me that they are going to be like an 86-win team. They're not going to be a losing team by any means. No, they're just not going to be that good. And so, I mean, I got the Central. We look at the Central, what I've picked so far. Because I think that's the last Central team. That is the last Central team. Yep. I've got the Cubs on the over. Okay. The Cardinals on the under. Who else? The Brewers on the under. The Who else is in the Central? The Pirates on the under. And Reds. The Reds. On the over, what did you have the Reds on? I don't remember. You haven't been writing them down? No. <laughs> okay, with all that being said, who do you think wins the Central? 
That's a bad division. I think the you think me. the Cardinals are going to win it with like 87? That's tough because you picked under for the Cubs. So you literally cannot pick the Cubs. Under for the Cubs. I think you picked over for the Reds, 83 and a half. Under for the Brewers. Under for the Pirates. Under, I don't know. Under for the Cardinals. I'm wrong on one of them, but I don't know which team. They're all going to be bad. It's going to be an 86 winning division. 86 winners wins the division. I think the Cubs win 90 games maybe. Win the division. Fuck. You're probably right. My Cubs pick's probably going to be wrong just because the rest of the teams are going to be so bad. You didn't lock it, though, did you? I did. Oh. <laughs> I did can't change it. it now. I can't. <laughs> I think Cubs 90, Cardinals like 87, Reds around 85, 86. No, maybe the Reds are breakout team of the year and they just go on a fucking I can see the Reds easily streak. coming in second place in the you know, Central, not first place. Cardinals, Reds, then the Cubs. Okay. All right. Well, I no, got then the, the Brewers, two. then the Cubs. Yeah, and then they get rid of Chris Bryant. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, the Rays. Tampa Bay Rays. Ninety-one and a half is the line. They were ninety-six and sixty-six. They swapped Tommy Fan for Hunter Renfro. Okay. They signed um, Japanese outfielder Yoshitomo. Oh wow. Um, Tsutsuku go. <laughs> was bad b minus for effort I, t-s-u-t-s-u-g-o okay suits go i sound like a computer system that's like glitching out um <laughs> i heard he's like pretty good um i think he has really good bat flips uh, i think that's like what that does uh, come in clutch sometimes i think that's like why he was so like exciting what position does he play he's an outfielder outfield yeah. but i think he might dh i don't know what they're gonna do with him um, besides that, they haven't really added anyone. Austin Meadows is a good player. Yandy Diaz is pretty decent. Had a good wild, a good game. Their pitching staff. I like their pitching staff. Still got Blake Snell. Blake Snell. Tyler Glass now had a great year. Charlie Morton had a great year. I think Yarball is one of those sneaky good guys. They have a two-way player in Brandon McKay. I don't. This team doesn't look that good, but they haven't looked that good, and they won 96. And that's the thing. That's – you know what, Ty? <clears throat> For me, while you're considering this, I'm taking the over. Um, I think they kind of stay right around where they are. I think the Orioles are bad. I think the Red Sox are a lot worse than they were. That was part of my – I did originally have them as an over, and that was part of my, my thought process was they have the Orioles, the Red Sox. They're going to play the Tigers six times. Who that helps. They're going to play, you know, who else is terrible in the American League? I don't think the they Royals. Really, they're going to play them six times. I don't think they really did a lot to change anything. I just think the Red Sox being worse in their division um, helps. So I think they probably ninety five, ninety four game winners. I just feel honestly, Tyler, and I hate saying this. I just feel wrong saying under for the Angels, but over for the Rays. I do because I feel like talent wise. The Rays aren't really much better than the Angels, but at the same time, they do play in an easier division. You know, because, like, yeah, the A's could be worse. Yeah, the Rangers could be. Like, I feel like they're a, in a, guarant- a guaranteed worse division. Yes. <sighs> they have better pitching. That's without question. And that's just – it really comes down to what you value is the Angels have the better offense, but the Rays have the better pitching. Yep. And I think I value pitching more, especially in the AL. It's hard to come by. But 92 games – I don't know how they won 96, so this is a no-brainer for me. I think their division got worse. I think they have the same people that somehow was a 96-win team. 
I'm I'm you know what I'm double down in here. I'm taking the under 91 and a half, and I'm writing another post note. Not only are the White Sox going to be a wild card team, both wild card teams in the American League are gonna. I said it. They're going to be under 90 wins. Both wild cards. Wild. I'm right here. Doop, doop. It's going to be really hard when the Angels are going to win over 90. And then right here, Alex Woods going to have a better year than Hyunjin Ryu. Doop. Three post notes already. Okay. It's a lot of post notes. I'm making predictions, man. We need to buy Cam Newton's going to come to the Chargers. <laughs> no, that one's old. <laughs> um, yeah, under. I think they're 89 wins. All right. I think they're 89 wins heading in the last game of the season. They have a playoff spot locked in. They go with the bullpen game. They lose. 94 wins. All right. Texas Rangers, 78 and a half last year. 78 and a half. Last year they went 78 and 84. <laughs> Better or worse? They traded for Corey Kluber. Okay. They lost Profar, I believe. Okay. Um, I was hot on this before, and I'm not just going to change my mind. Kluber's not good anymore. I don't I don't think he is. Okay. Um, yeah, he was hurt last year, and his sample size was really small, and he was good two years ago, so it's like hard to fully buy into him not being good anymore. And yeah, like yeah, he's 33, but we've seen pitchers have you know resurgences late in their career, and that easily could have just been him being banged up. But even when you go back to like 2018, I looked at like his spin rate, his velocity, just like the advanced stats, and it was down compared to earlier in his career. Um, so I, I'm just committing on Kluber not being that good. Maybe be I could see him still being in the threes, like a high three guy. I don't think he's gonna be terrible. I don't think he makes a huge difference on this team when there's not much else to get excited for. I mean, they got Gallo. Mm-hmm. Danny Santana, I know, was decent last year just because he kept getting MLB the show cards. Willie Calhoun, they got for you Darvish from us. He should be decent. Odor, whatever. Elvis Andrews, he's old. Chirinos is a good hidden catcher. Todd Frazier, I mean, old. Old, and he'll hit 210, but 30 home runs. Yep. I'll let you know now. I'm taking the under. I originally had the under, and I'm going to stick with it. And that's tooting my own horn because I think the Angels' offense just fucking eats at their stadium. <laughs> I think Raiders' new stadium, stadium. New stadium. Forgot about that, actually. Yeah, is it as now is I don't it know. A <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> fucked with me. <laughs> no, I really do. I think they finished third in the division. I think they finished fourth to fifth this year. Yeah. I, I think, think the rest of our division, I think the A's are going to be good. I think us being better hurts them. I think yeah. our offense will outdo their starting staff. Well, yeah, here's the question. was: Do I think they're going to be better than last year? I don't. And because of that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. This isn't a lock, but I don't think they're going to be better, so I'm taking the under. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it simple. Stop overthinking. Nice and it's easy. not a lock. It doesn't matter. True. Next what up? if I – I'm going to go oh. back. I'm going to keep this document. I'm going to copy paste these. What if I went 30 for 30? What would you do? <laughs> I don't know, man. Be wild. <laughs> be fucking wild. The Rangers. No, we just said the Rangers. Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays went 67-95 and 95 last year. Their over-under is 74.5. So that is an eight-game improvement. They signed <laughs> Hyunjin Ryu. They signed Tanner Roark. Um, besides that, I'm not sure if I'm missing something. That was the only two I really saw. Gritchick, I think, was on the team last year. Um, they got Ken Giles, who had a really good year last year. They mm-hmm. might He could be trade bait mid-season. They got uh, Yamaguchi. Is he new? I want to say he was one of the new. Yeah, Shun Yamaguchi. I think he's a new, um, new signing. I want to say he's Japanese. He's really honored to join the Blue Jays. It's wonderful. Um, Matt Shoemaker, former Angel. Yes, he was. Great beard. What are you thinking, Ty? So, Jason, right now I'm sitting at eight locks. Yeah, that means I have two left, and we have two teams left. 
Okay. So you're locking the Blue Jays and the Nationals. <laughs> this team, Vlad's just getting older. <laughs> okay. Bichette's just getting older. Biggio's just getting older. They just signed the Cy Young NL Cy Young champion. Who's going to have a worse year than Alex Wood. But still, is <laughs> another great arm for them. I think this team is significantly better than they were last year. So you're banking on the young players getting better as them improving eight games? And their signings. You're really banking on that? I am. And you're locking that? I am. This was the team when I told you at first, I was like, I would bet my whole bank account on this. Took took a step back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about a whole bank account. Um, I think this team has a lot of really good young stars that can get it together, and I think they added good pieces. A lot of kids. They got a Bichette's kid, Biggio. Junior's kid, and Biggio. Yeah. I got the over too, Ty. I was just trying to throw you off the scent and make you think I was going to take the under. No, this was like one of the first ones. I got the over too. Um, I think I don't think they're going to be a great. I don't. I wouldn't even be surprised if they're under five hundred. And the Red Sox being worse. I think the Red Sox being worse in their division helps. You know, I could see Yankees one hundred and fifty wins, Rays eighty nine, um, and then we got the Blue Jays like seventy seven game winners. The Orioles are a bad team. The Red Sox are going to be a bad team. I think the Blue Jays. I think. Have a easier division than they did last year. I think the Blue Jays and Red Sox are going to finish with very similar records. They're both going to be like 77-win teams. Yeah, that's fine. But I think the Blue Jays are going to be better this year than they were last year, and their division is going to be worse than it was last year, with the exception of the Yankees. Well, yeah, but they already lost to them usually, so. Yeah. Yeah, I took the over, too. I think they win at least 75 games. I do. And I think they yeah. have they have great potential if their young guys can perform great, and they're pickups right ryu still fucking good yeah i think i have great potential to have a really good season yeah i'm fine with it last one up though jay world series champion washington nationals <clears throat> now they were a wild card team last year they went 93 and 69 so it wasn't a crazy win record they lost anthony rendon to your angels yes they did they re-signed strasburg they signed starlin castro <laughs> they re-signed howie Jan gomes as Drupal Carrera, i think was already there Yep, Juan Soto's going to get better. Yes, he is. Theoretically. Victor Robles should get better also. What are you thinking? They're sitting at 89 and a half right now. You're, it's your lock, so I'm going to let you go first. They re-signed Howie Kendrick also, which was one of their big signings of the offseason. I said that. Did you? Yeah. I didn't hear him. I thought you missed him. It's okay. I'm taking the under. I think they were a team that got hot and won the World Series because they got hot, but I think they weren't that great in the regular season. They got hot at the end of the year. Yeah. I think Rendon is a key piece that they lost. Yeah. I think everyone's falling in love with them re-signing Strasburg. Strasburg is extremely overpaid. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I think Scherzer is getting much older. Technically only a year, but he's old. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this I think this team is worse. But it's exponential in sports. So like when you're getting a year older at that age, it's like really getting five years older. Exactly. He's getting baseball way older. Yeah. I think Strasburg, the pickup of Strasburg isn't a pickup. It's what they already had. Yeah. And I don't think he's that great to begin with. He's good. He's good, yeah. And I think Scherzer gets worse. I think they just lost the third MVP, finished third in MVP voting of Thrandone. Yeah. I do think Soto gets better. Um, But I think they're 88, 87 wins. I don't think they break 90 this year. I don't either. I think with the Phillies getting better, the Braves are going to stay good. 
And I, I, I agree. I mean, Rendon's a big loss, obviously. Yeah, Soto's going to get better, but he's not going to get better from what he was last year to make up for the loss of Rendon. Yeah. That's He'll just get ridiculous. Minorly better, but you're losing a player who's better than him. Yeah. I mean, Scherzer... Look, with Scherzer, he could absolutely still be great. We have no reason to believe he's going to be any better than he has been the last three years. Mm-hmm. Three years ago was the best year of his career. Um, he's still a great pitcher, but he's, you know, I mean, he's still great. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want to try to say Scherzer's not a good pitcher. I think but he's going to take a step he's back. He's not going to get better. Yeah. Strasburg, I won't say Strasburg can't get better. Yeah, he's 31, the same age as Kershaw, but. You never know. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have the terrible. He had a great World Series run, and that's why he's being valued so high. I think he was a good pitcher in the regular season. Yeah, he's I don't only think he's incredible. Had an ERA of below three, outside of his his first two years where he didn't pitch that much. Once that was in 2017. He's a good pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he's very good. He's top 20, maybe. Yeah, yeah. top 20. He is. But yeah, I, I got the under two. Howie Kendrick. Howie Kendrick had an incredible season last year. Like he's good. People didn't realize till the playoffs. Yeah, he had a small sample size. He only played in hundred. He played in one hundred twenty-one games. Only had three hundred thirty-four bats. He had three forty-four. Do you really? Yeah, with seventeen home runs. That's a lot. Like, he had a good year off the bench. I don't know what got into Howie Kendrick. Former Definitely Dodger cannot sustain that though. Um, yeah, I got the under two. I think they're a you know eighty-seven, high eighties, like you said. I, I don't think they're a bad team by any means, but I don't think they're going to win ninety. Like I said, man. I could see them making the playoffs. I had the Phillies winning this division. I had the Braves, you know, like I said, around 97 again. The Phillies are going to take place of the Nationals, you know, 93-ish. Um, then the Nationals are going to be high 80s, you know, maybe like 86 to 88. The Mets, I don't think are going to be a bad team. I think they're still going to be, at, you know, 85-ish. This is going to be probably the, the most competitive division. And then the baseball. Marlins, you know, I said they're going to be over 64 or whatever. You know, I think that's a good division. Yeah. And then I got the Cubs. I got the card. So I really, what I'm saying is I think the second wild card spot, I think the first one in the National League is going to go to the Phillies easily. And then the second one's going to be between the Nationals, the Cardinals, those are both, and the, the Diamondbacks. It's going to be three mid to high 80 teams. And then the American League, it's going to be the Rays and the White Sox. Angels. Uh, 89 and 87 wins. Angels right there, 86. 90. First wild card spot. I think that would have given me the over if I if they have 86 and I picked the under. So. Oh, no, they're 86 and a half, were they? 80, yeah, 86. They're going to be under by half a game. I'm okay with that. That took a while. Got through all the teams, though. That's why I was telling you. Uh, we didn't have to do a movie scale this episode because this would take a while, but we're still going to. How long? What are we sitting at? Hour and a half. It's not bad. We could just axe the XFL if you want. I'm fine with that. Uh, the XFL has different rules that are really cool, and Tyler's team beat my team pretty handily. Goddamn right. As underdogs. Significant underdogs. I, I Okay. Who, at home. Who did I tell you I was going to parlay? The two teams? I didn't say, didn't I say I was going to parlay your team because they're yeah. underdogs at home? Yeah. And then the DC, right? They were like minus so. six and a half. Do you know how much they won by? Mm, nope. Would it have hit? Would my have no knowledge XFL? Two, it's only a two-leg parlay, so it's not like... It would have... 20 bucks would have paid me out like 50, but... Um, DC won by 12. Yeah, it would have hit. And then your team obviously beat mine by 20. Wow, we only scored three points. Yeah, it's pathetic. That I, was, uh, that's what I'm saying. You were down by two possessions, and he kicked a field goal to stay oh down by two possessions. He I doesn't was, understand the new XFL rules. I was hyping up our quarterback that I've never heard of, Aaron Murray, of being the all-time SEC passing leader, and I saw he was trending on Twitter for how bad he was doing. Big-time bad. <laughs> Big trash. Shit. But we can touch on the XFL later. 
I'm going to start a petition for my team to sign Colin Kaepernick. Ooh, I like it. All right, Birds of Prey, Tyler. The new DCEU movie starring Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Well, I believe it's uh, Birds of Prey and the beautiful something, Emancipation of Harley Quinn, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, Do a quick talk about it, non-spoiler, and then get into spoiler review. Yeah, sure. Um, non-spoiler, I wasn't excited for this movie at all when it was announced, and yep. we were even talking about that like three weeks ago, and then reviews yep. came out. Reviews were pretty solid. It's got 81 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I could see why. It was surprisingly good. I think the fact that I had such low expectations actually made it better. I agree. Um, I, I honestly wasn't going to see this film until I saw the reviews were good for it. I would have seen it either way, probably. I wasn't. Like, if it <laughs> came out with like a 40-50%, like Suicide Squad-type like numbers, easily would have skipped it. I probably um, still would have seen it. The reviews were good for it. I went and saw it, and I was thoroughly enjoyed. Like, literally my favorite DCEU movie out of all of them. That Aquaman, I was Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman. I would still pick Shazam over, over I didn't, this one. I didn't love Shazam. I thought Shazam I thought was you good. Did. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie. But as far as entertainment and how much I enjoyed him, this movie tops for me. I mean, Batman vs. Superman was pretty good, garbage. too. Hot garbage. Justice League, hot garbage. This movie, pretty good. Uh, Shazam does have the higher Rotten Tomato score. Not saying that doesn't change your opinion. I'm just telling you. I enjoyed this movie very much. We can get into it, though. Non-spoiler, go see the movie. Spoilers. Are we doing our movie scale? Or- yeah. How are we Jason, doing why would we not do our movie scale? It's patented, well, no, bro. I, patent pending. I was going to say, like, are we doing the movie scale and then talking about the ass- Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to start with the movie scale? So we always do. We talk about it as we scale it. Okay. Come on, bro. Plot slash story, Tyler. Plot slash story, I gave it a 15. I, I gave it a 16. Yeah. I don't think it was anything incredible, but I thought it was perfectly adequate to move the story along and tell what they were trying to tell. I did like, um, I guess this is more key elements. I don't know. I did. No, I think I counted this as the plot slash story aspect of it. I did like how it was kind of a little bit jumbled. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That was, like, intentional, and Riley did say she was confused at some points, and I was like, just hold on, because, like, you didn't really know who that crossbow girl was the whole time, mm-hmm. and Riley's like, who is that? And I was like, they haven't told us yet. Like, you're not supposed to know who that is. Yeah. And, like, because it's told through the perspective of Harley Quinn, and, like, I was fine with that. I was a little, I mean, the Joker broke up with me, and that was it. Like, that was just, I mean, what else could they have really done? But that was a little, like, yeah, forced and felt like you it was know. like animated shit too, which was like very intentional. So he didn't have him show up in the movie. Yeah, it was very much like, yeah, we'll just animate him. It'll be fine. I think they maybe could have gotten a more compelling way to do it, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. For me, I came into the movie knowing that's what the movie was about. Yeah. So it really didn't matter to me. It was like, okay, they broke up. This is the story after they broke up. Yeah. Um, they could have done it, and it probably could have been. Probably could have raised it. You know, I only gave it a 15 out of 20. So it probably could have helped. And then, yeah, just like, there wasn't any big plot holes, but like, that was the thing. Like, shit, if they're going to do anything, why don't they just like kill the Joker? I Maybe if they want to re-bring the Joker back in it with a different actor or something. <laughs> they aren't going to fucking kill the Joker. <laughs> I was just, well, because like, the whole plot is that one guy's trying to like, you know, take over the city, get power, because he's going to get the money from that one family that died, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, if Joker caught wind of that, yeah, he's not with Harley Quinn, but he don't want someone else owning the city. You know I what agree. I, mean? I like, do think that was a huge issue with the plot. He's like, I'm going to rule this city, but I could never touch you before because someone else ruled the city and we're just going to forget about him now. Yeah, you guys, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, you guys broke up, but 
he's obviously he's still there theoretically so why would you you know what i mean like i literally couldn't do anything to you before because you're with this guy and he rules the city (laughs) but now that you broke up i can do whatever i want to you and i'm gonna rule the city and have nothing to do with him and not take it over from him yeah (laughs) just gonna leave him to the side yeah and obviously you could be like well where's batman but whatever i'm not gonna make that argument but i think the joker did play a key part in this and the joker they yeah, yeah chose to leave him out on another key part of the that's story. what i was saying they should have just killed him or something and if they wanted to bring joker back in the d in the it could have just been like a different joke like a or different actor just been like uh he got fucking arrested like they broke up and then he was stuck in arkham asylum so he wasn't ruling shit at the time yeah they could have found a way to do it but they just kind of glossed over it yeah um i like the kane cassandra can't cassie kane which one was that again the young girl oh, okay she was good um, well, I like the storyline but... with her and, um, dude, what the, f- you okay? I don't know their names. Renee Montoya was one of their names. Yeah, not Renee Montoya, the singer, Black Canary. Oh, I kind of, I, I chuckled. I chuckled with, with what? Uh, her. Just that last scene. I mean, I guess, yeah, this is plot and story too, when she just uses like her supersonic voice to blow all the people away. So that's her power. And I think Victoria had a huge issue with that too. I knew that was her power, so I was like, okay, this is what they're going to do. They were talking about her mom. Like, she's eventually going to do this. Yeah. I was just saying I like how the plot connected where at first she didn't give a fuck about – Black Canary didn't care about Harley Quinn or any of that. Yeah. But then she cared about that little girl, and, like, they lived in the same thing. And then when she was in shit, she was like, all right, like, I'm going to go help her. Yeah. I like how that tied together and yeah. kind of brought the group together. I thought it was a organic way of them coming together. It didn't feel forced. Yeah. I, I, I did chuckle when she did that because, like, there wasn't, like – there was like no superpowers in this movie. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a, it didn't feel like a superhero movie. It felt like just like an action movie kind of. Yeah. That makes sense. No, so it like, definitely did. When she did that, it was just kind of like. Very like you when you place. see Fast as a Furious, you know, it was like, I had to remind myself that it was a superhero movie and they're supposed to have powers and it's based in this universe where people have powers. But when she first did that, I was like, I remember telling, I was like, I said, I was like, that's so unrealistic. And then I was like, wait, like. It's a superhero movie. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing they tease is she broke a glass at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And like like I said, if this if it wasn't branded DC and these weren't characters you already knew, absolutely absurd. <laughs> but they are characters with those powers, and so I, I let it slide. But again, I only gave it a 15. I don't think the plot was incredible. I thought it was perfectly adequate to drive the story along. I gave it a 16. That's fine. I liked how everything came together and whatnot. Visuals and cinematography. Um, hold on, let me go back to my document. I gave it a 16. Okay, I gave it a 17 for this. I thought I was going to give it higher, but I don't know why I gave it a 16. Um, I, I like There was one takeaway I had, but go ahead. I like how a lot of the, the set pieces looked. Um, she blew up the plant. I thought that looked pretty cool. Yeah. And then the final like amusement mile or whatever. It looked, it looked like Gotham. Yeah. Like, supposed to look this creepy fucking rundown place. I think it did a really good job of that. Well, it did look like Gotham, but at the same time, Tyler, I took a film class. Okay. You know, so I I kind of know a thing or two about how to make films, you know, Expert. story structure. One of our whole chapters is about color and mm. how filmmakers use color. Okay. The whole movie, I was watching the colors of this movie. They intentionally, everything was really colorful, if you notice. Everything. Even Absolutely. like when they were running through the market, the background was colorful and it all went with Harley Quinn's, you know, the personality. And, everything. and that might not even be the reality. You can make a case that that's just how Harley Quinn sees the world because Gotham is known as this dark, you know, twisted place. But everything, everything was colorful. Yep. You know, it was just, that was something I liked. Like, they made it very intentional whenever they could. You know, there was colors everywhere. Well, it was either very colorful or very, very dark. Yeah. There was no, like, you know, just monotone. Casual. Yeah, like grays or browns, you know, hues, those hues, whatever. Yeah. No, I thought it looked really good for what they were trying to achieve. Yeah. It looked like what you would expect out of fucking Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. 
which I thought was great. I thought it was very well done. Okay. Um, key elements. What did you get? I for always it? struggle on this category. I thought about the music. I really liked the soundtrack. I I also liked it. Victoria was looking up songs to do dances to afterwards. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barracuda came on. Made me think of Guitar Hero Three. Oh fuck yeah. Um. I considered that a key element. Um, I considered one thing I considered a key element was uh, the whole birds of prey thing. Okay. Kind of came together last second. Yeah, it did for sure. Um, that reminded me of Power Rangers, and I didn't like Power Rangers. Didn't watch Power Rangers. Never watched it as a kid. Uh, me neither. But I watched the Power Rangers movie, and they literally didn't do like their Power Rangers power up until like the last five minutes of the movie. It was very much like this. Okay. Which, uh, I mean, it's not a terrible thing, but I gave it a fifteen. It's not a bad score, but yeah, the soundtrack uh, definitely helped it. I give it a 19 for key elements. Oh, wow. This might be where we're different. I viewed the action scenes. I also viewed action scenes, yeah. They were good. I didn't. I wasn't blown away by anything they did. So, Oh, some stuff was gory, though. I will do, give it that. <laughs> I viewed action scenes as key elements. A little bit of the humor, because I think it was pretty funny. Um, okay. And just the over-the-top of Harley Quinn, where the whole fucking start is about that goddamn egg sandwich. Yeah. And just how they did that. Um just the way that they're writing on the screen, like this, you know, person's name, like what I've done yeah, wrong to them and good, everything, playing yeah. that kind of stuff up. Um, it just was very entertaining. And for me, I fucking love the action scenes, whether it's the one in the police station where she goes through shooting the fucking grenade launcher with like confetti and shit in it. Yeah. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that. Thoroughly enjoyed the warehouse one where maybe, maybe partakes in some cocaine. <laughs> it goes the fuck off i was like oh okay they're doing that yeah um the final one at amusement mile where they're fucking going crazy on the like you know the amusement park and like the different set pieces and everything and her rollerblading around while everyone's fighting and yeah i my absolute favorite action scenes of all the dceu i mean you look at something like okay. wonder woman where it was a good movie i hate the overly cgi'd fight scenes I've never seen Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, she like <laughs> jumps forward and is like CGI forward and CGI this and slow motion. and Yeah. I don't like that. I like Captain America for the genuine, it feels like a real fight scene. Yeah. I think those are the best. And all of these felt like real fight scenes. And they had multiple. They had multiple set pieces and multiple action scenes where I, I was just sitting there thoroughly enjoyed the entire time. And it wasn't just one good one. It was a few. Yeah. I, That's uh, why I gave it a 19. I actually... I feel stupid. You said something that made me think of something, so I moved my key elements up to 17, but I have since forgotten what you made me think of. Interesting. You said something that made me think of something that you kind of touched but didn't touch all the way, and I was like, oh, that I actually really like that about the movie. Oh, I remember now. Okay. It was very – I told you this before. I think I told you this before you saw it. It's a very unique movie. It's Absolutely. unlike any other superhero, any other DC, even any Marvel movie, like just the way Harley Quinn is telling it and how, like you said, the scratching, that's what made me think of it, like the writing on it, like – how did I piss this guy off and everything? So yeah, it was def- it was its own movie, and you can only accomplish that by performing your key elements. I agree. So I moved it up to a seventeen. The only reason I didn't have it higher is because while watching the movie, I wasn't overly uh, impressed with the action scenes. But there was doesn't mean they were bad. I just I was focusing too much on the colors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I I just really enjoyed the police station one in particular. I thought the the one with the cocaine was okay. Yeah. Um. And then the final one where they're inside the amusement mile and like fighting with like the fucking hands and everything and it's spinning around and they're yeah. fighting people. It was very realistic fighting where it's not overly done. Like it just was very grounded and a lot going on all at once. And I like that. I think they actually did a really good job with it. Speaking of that final scene, um, 
Do you think it's possible to sit on in the front of a car with rollerblades on and have the car just push you? No, your rollerblades would fall apart. They are not meant to go <laughs> that fast. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> I also, one thing people were noting on Twitter and shit, um, it was directed by a woman mm-hmm. and it was like an all female thing. And like one of the scenes during one of the, the final fight enemies, oh, the Mom, hair tie, she, she yeah, gives her I a hair that. tie and everyone was like, that only happens if you have a woman director who thinks of that. Yeah. And I was like, that is a kind of cool little fucking piece there. Like you wouldn't realize that it's very small detail, but it is something that kind of realistic. Like yeah. I, I appreciated it. Yeah. I, I, I fucking enjoyed it. What do you get for characters? 16. Okay. Um, I thought Margot Robbie did really good as uh, Harley Quinn. I really liked the bad guy. I thought he did good. He was like really com- like a compulsive, you know, got to own everything. Yes. Um, besides that, I mean, I didn't really like no one else really. I mean, the, the Asian girl was good, I guess. But like the cop was whatever. Canary, Black Canary was whatever. The freaking night hawk what was her name huntress was whatever like beside i mean the the goon was whatever i thought everyone was just kind of like there besides harley quinn and uh the villain so i gave it a 16 but i didn't give it any higher because once you get up to 17 and higher that's like elite category for me i gave it a 17 okay one, one better than one me. better than you loved harley quinn in it i liked the black canary character i think more than you did for what it sounds like um, she was whatever <laughs> that's what i'm saying i think i liked her more than you i think she did great in this movie um and the the younger girl who pickpocketed everything i think she did a really good job she was entertaining uh, i liked her the cop sucked <laughs> i didn't like her very much and huntress was very awkward intentionally but yeah i didn't like it i know it was intentional <laughs> but it doesn't mean i like it i did like the um, villain what'd you think of the villain fantastic right. he did really good i really enjoyed um ewan mcgregor obi-wan really yeah that guy is obi-wan kenobi yes Oh, I guess those movies did come out in like the nine. Okay, I Quite was like, while, "How yeah. is he so young?" Not the nine. Like maybe the first one in the nineties. Really? Oh, I thought they were like, like all nineties, and the third one was like two thousand one. Third one was like two thousand six. Oh wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. Star Wars three came out two thousand five. Wow! Yeah, I would have never guessed. Second one was two thousand two. So the first one was in the nineties. Would have never guessed. But I absolutely loved his character. I think he was great. Um, I know he's not gay in the comic books, but they said that he was supposed to be gay in the movie. I think he was very flamboyant and over the top. I didn't get gay vibes. I think with some of the stuff where he was like showing off his collection or whatever, Mm -hmm. it was kind of flamboyant gay vibes. Um, I just think it was really good, though. He's very convincing where he wanted to be the center of attention. Yeah. Um, and shit didn't go his way. He was fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed them. I think they both, the main people did really good. The extra people were terrible. <laughs> so, I think Black Canary, Margot Robbie, and um, Black Mask were kind of the main people. Yeah. I think they did really good. And the girl. I think they all did good. Well, that's like four of the six main people. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But the other ones were not good at all. So, 17, I think it's fair. All right, 16, I was one fewer, so enjoyment, Tyler. You seem like you really enjoyed this movie. It was 20. It's very easy to get 20 well, for me. Yeah, you're, I, I grade on a, a retrospect, so I think I gave Avengers 19 maybe. Maybe I give it a 20. Um, so, again, I, I kind of I do my grading based on compared to other movies. Um, so I gave it a 16. I enjoyed it. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It was a good movie. Um, but... To put it up there with the likes of some of the, the Spider-Man movies, which I think got an 18. 
17 was I, I flirted with the 17 but it just seemed a little bit too high for me compared to the other movies i've given a 17 so i thought 16 was fair yeah my thing for enjoyment if i sit there and i have no problem watching the movie and i get through the whole thing and not bored and not waiting for something to end entire movie flowed along for me i enjoyed everything i enjoyed the storytelling i enjoyed the action sequences it's a 20 i enjoyed it yeah i'm definitely on a different i, I definitely grade that differently than you well, that's, that's for sure I think I, I try and be a little tougher with the other things because I know enjoyment's going to be a 20 if I enjoy a movie. <laughs> but I think you gave out a higher score than me. I definitely did. I gave out an 81 out of 100. You gave it an 88. Wow. That's I'm, how high as I gave Spider-Man. I'm, you gave Spider-Man like a 91. I know. I'm very high on this movie. I really wow. enjoyed this movie. It was good. I didn't. It was good. I think it was unique. 81's about right for me. I think compared to all the other superhero movies, it's very unique. It, very, it stood out very much, and I think it's going to be very enjoyable to rewatch. I don't rewatch movies usually. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it was good. I think it was really good. I mean, I gave four 16s and a 17. That I think was a 16, and then it got bumped up to a 17. So, Yeah, your enjoyment's what dropped it down significantly compared to me. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. What was our average? We were 88 and 81. Um, that's 169, so it's 84 and a half. Yeah, 84 and a half. Okay. 84 and a half. 81's about right for me. It was a good movie. I had no problems with it. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, it wasn't, like, spectacular. I, 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 I take pride in giving out, like, 90s. And, like, so, like, 1917, which I believe I gave, like, a 91. You gave a 90 exactly. Yeah, so this is about right. Because if I were to give it an 88, just compared on what I gave a 90, I would feel wrong. So it, you might give 1917 a very higher higher score than me. I might. You need to see that. It's a great I do movie. Need to see it. I'm actually going to watch Parasite tonight. Oscar winner. I don't like captions. <laughs> I usually don't, but I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. So I'm going to suffer through it. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully I just enjoy it and it's no issue. <laughs> um, 84.5 right now is sitting just above Uncut Gems at 83 and just below Far From Home at 88.5. Oh, better than Uncut Gems? I agree with that. I don't remember what I gave Uncut Gems. I think I gave Uncut Gems a better score than you did. So you probably gave it very similar to this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet they're almost identical. Yeah, probably. And you got Good Boys well, just yeah, below Uncut, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was a, a movie that was made better, but I didn't enjoy it as much. Joker's sitting at an 89. That's the highest joint? Or Anchorman's the highest joint? Yeah, Anchorman's the highest, and then Joker... What's Anchorman, like 95? 94. We love us some Anchorman. I'm fine with it. I'm absolutely fine with it. What would you give Step Brothers, Ty? 100? Just have to wait and see. <laughs> that sounds about right, though, because I gave this an 88. I think I gave Joker like a 93. So, yeah. I gave uh, Spider-Man an 88, I think, or 87. The most recent Spider-Man. Gave 97 to 90. <sighs> good movie, though. It's a very good movie. I was pleased. Definitely go see it if you're uh, thinking about seeing it. Again, crazy person if you listen through us talking about the entire movie and then go see it. Oh, yeah, that's true because we kind of spoiled everything. But to each their own. <laughs> All right, Ty, you got anything else, my friend? I don't. Long it was a fun podcast. Pod. Pre-recording. It's Monday at the time we're recording this. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so maybe we have like three elite pitchers by now on the Angels. <laughs> that's what you're hoping for? Yeah. Maybe we just get Stripling, maybe Kershaw. <laughs> I mean, I'm open for anything. Okay. <laughs> you got anything else? No, I'm I'm Gucci, my friend. <laughs> All right, be a good friend, everybody. Mm-hmm.
Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 